0: The Hawks Nest live stream show as we bask in the glow of victory. What a game! What a game! And that's so much better when it's entertaining. Yes, winning is good, but when you get a nice, entertaining, close game, those are also kind of fun to watch as well. Seattle Seahawks pull out the victory at the last second in this one. A lot to turn over and talk about in this particular football game, I think, coming on the other side of this but a tremendous win, nonetheless, from the Seattle Seahawks team as uh, they fought and scratched and crawled their way through this one to find their footing. That last drive at the end was an absolute thing of magnificence. Shades of John Elway in 1988 in the Cleveland Browns. The cold tundra of the field so icy you can hear it crinkling under your feet. And John, with no room for air, driving that Bronco team 92 yards to get himself to a Super Bowl that would soon get him blown out in. But the drive, everyone remembers, not them getting blown out in the Super Bowl. Nonetheless, this was one of those drives. Drew Locke coming down the field. He didn't take out, he wasn't taking out the gardening hose there. No, no, he reached for the fireman's hose. He said, give me the one off the top rack, Mr. Waldron. We're not going to run our way up this football field today on this final drive. I'm going to go make it happen. I'm going to show you some magic. I'm going to show you what this hose can do. And four firemen unfurled that major hose. And he finally realized he had DK Metcalf on his team. And uh, put some absolute dimes out there. I want to uh, quickly just... uh, Put a little shout out and nod to the uh, Philly special show in the house. Says congrats to you guys. Philly special is a YouTube channel. I did a uh, behind enemy line session this week. He was kind enough to come over on the channel during what I know is a very busy season for him. And do that. I I would look forward to absolutely doing again with you Philly special. I got some great feedback. Hopefully you did as well on your end of it from your peeps. But he says congratulations to you guys. You made plays when it mattered most. Also, thanks again for having me on earlier this week. Best of luck the rest of the way. I feel the same way about you, Philly Special. It was uh, great to have you on. I, I really love doing these kind of behind enemy line sessions. And uh, your yours was an example of exactly why. It's, I think that there's so much greater, better discussion to be mined rather than just trying to go each, go at each other like caveman, uh, but instead kind of try to dial into the particulars of the teams and and get to maybe kind of the the meat of it which uh i you know as you were talking about brought me more into the understanding of where that eagles team is and hot and cold and two cold teams one both looking to try to get hot uh it was a tough game it was a game went down the line i think um fairly well officiated i guess for the most part on philly i I, or if they were bad calls i think they went both ways but I, i hadn't thought too deeply on that one to be honest with you But um, well-played game, man. And uh, both teams showed a lot of heart in that one. So I just want to quickly give you a shout-out on uh, jumping on in here. And, man, let's do that again if our teams do match up. Uh, You you run a hell of a channel over there at the Philly Special. And do please, guys, sub up to his channel as he was kind enough to come on in here into the Hawks' nest this week and uh, chop it up for an hour with me. But uh, when you finally let Drew go out there and let it rip, you finally kind of took him outside the box because you had him in the box a lot of the day. That's how he was averaging like four and a half yards an attempt through a large part of the day as it was, let's keep the turnover worthy throws tampered down a little bit here for Drew Locke. Let's just try to make him have some nice easy throws and where that, that, that weird boneheaded play that sometimes comes in from left field on him doesn't have a chance to truly really present itself. And, uh, and indeed you didn't yeah, throughout this game. Drew Locke didn't have the boneheaded play, even the close, the near interception, right? The new stat that we've got of interceptable worthy throws, turnover worthy throws, uh, interceptable worthy. That's my new term for it. Interceptable worthy, but uh, it means the same thing. Okay. You knew what it meant. Okay. Laugh as you will. You knew what it meant. You know You understood what I was saying, but um, they took him out of that box and he, they had to. And he showed you that he can make those money throws down the football field as well. Uh, two nine-route throws, the one to DK, the one to JSN. I mean, magnificent. We've seen on those nine-route throws that, you know, in theory, they're very simple. Quarterback hits his back foot. Get yourself set up to just let it rip. Trust the rip when you let it go. All should be good. But how often this season have we seen that throw just just fall, just die die on the vine as it falls out of bounds? or get overthrown by 10 yards, or underthrown where the defender, after there's been separation, can now catch back up to the receiver and make a play on the ball. The beauty of those two throws were both gave the receiver an opportunity to go make a play, didn't give the trailing a defender a chance to get back into the play, and let that guy say, you're going to make this play or no one's going to make it. And great job on those throws of not only being pinpoint on a throw that is very hard to be pinpoint upon, but also not just... Trusting yourself to you gotta you gotta put it in there, gotta give him a chance. No, it's not a it's a a low percentage play no matter what. But you gotta give your chance to go out there, a guy go out there and make it. And uh he did so. DK Metcalf, hopefully for some, I've said this is sort of an exemplary game about what you you know as I say in the the Hawk fandom, I know there are many different fan base points that stand on certain certain points. Uh there's there is an anti-DK sentiment. There's a heavy amount of us that are pro-DK in our outlook of him, who look at it. And for, I think, the pro people that do find themselves on a little bit of the anti-DK sediment, or maybe we need to trade him, or maybe it's not even a DK problem. It's just that we don't know how to utilize him right. DK showed you in this game as to why really going for the approach, in my opinion, of saying trade is the way, trade is the way, because we can't utilize him right is not the right way. The right way is finding the best way to utilize him right. And he showed you on that inning drive. He's done this before, hasn't he? He's been a very underrated clutch player throughout the course of his career. Doesn't get a lot of credit for it. In fact, I feel like DK doesn't get a lot of credit for a lot of different stuff from the fan base at times. Doesn't get a lot of credit for it. But when the game's winding down, when that clock's bleeding away and you need to go to a receiver, yeah, you can trust going to him, can't you? You can think to a couple times in your mind, even just merely this season. Even in moments when he goes and makes those catches to get you down the football field to put you in a position to get Myers to make a game-winning kick and Myers misses the kick. But DK was down there making those plays at the end, right? As we remember happened in one of the games this season. I believe that was the Rams game. But this shows for those folks, and I, I, as I say, there's always respect to the folks I disagree with on their side of it. I know that there are folks who so have some really good points about where they stand on DK and I get some of the stuff, not all the way, some of it but the thing that just even trying to maybe from your perspective, understand those that are on our perspective, here's what you get in this game, which is DK through three quarters, two targets, one of those targets at the tops of his feet at six, four, having to reach down and try to go pull it off the turf. When Locke could easily get that right up in here. Wasn't that crazy of a throw there. A Locke, lock, very errant pass there on that throw. Um, And even at the end, he's got the post route. He runs at the end where DK has got to jump down and try to catch it. And, it's easily because you just put that right up on DK's body, still made the catch, still reeled it in. DK was money down there at the end, but it shows you in that game, when you start to actually work him, throw him the bubble screen, he goes for 15 yards, work him inside in the slot. He'll beat you on a slant. There are ways to utilize this guy at this point, And we need to make that fundamentally, not just this season, but going forward center stage of our approach, offensively speaking, or at least a lot bigger of a priority than it's being led to me, led, led to be. Too many times really in this game throughout the first, second quarter where you're seeing Drew Locke go back to pass and the head's going first over here to Noah Fant running a nine-yard out route and DK coming wide open on the slant to the other side.
1: See? Like this.
0: Back to the left. Back to the left. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... (laughs) <laughs> anyway, they showed you tonight with DK why you can get more out of him, why he's got a lot more fruit left to bear from this particular tree. And no high, no way, no why. if there's an untouchable guy on this team right now, in my opinion, DK is one of those guys. You move him away, you send him to a team like, let's say, Kansas City, and you're going to watch them unlock the real true potential of DK Metcalf. Just my opinion on that. I hope you guys are having a great night. It's been a tough skid, had a tough season. This doesn't make all wounds heal, but it does help to make things feel a little bit better. A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Michael Downey, glad to see the Hawks win. Me too, man. Rob's, this is a, I'm still in shock. They wrote him off, <laughs> but he didn't write back. That's Drew Locke. I got to check out Love's Locks press conference. Maybe we'll have to play that on stream here. Is it, uh, I've heard a couple people reference it here. It might be worth uh, putting it on stream, see what he's got to say on this. People, a couple people have referenced it. Rob says, uh, for the first time, I wore my Marshawn Lynch shirt. They ran the ball. Maybe, well, now Rob's, you know what that's doing. Okay, we're, we can get into the intricacies of this if you want, but now you have created the, There's the energy factor created with that shirt. So, you know, you can't call upon it all the time. It's like my Largent power jersey. I got to bring it out for select moments. It doesn't always guarantee the win. Sometimes the odds are just too long. Whatever you can do as a fan to bring that energy forth and forward, you've got to do so. Maker says, let Drew brew. Let him brew, man. Get him some of those uh, old barrels and let him get to work molasses and Let's go. William Leonard, that was crazy game. Pretty insane game. Fun as hell to watch, though. I enjoyed it. Uh, DBO says K9 was uh, feral. He was great. Man, that guy, uh, he's, he, when we finally find a way to create some holes for him, look out with K9. You know, if, if they really truly address the offensive line this offseason and get some true dogs down in there, you know, Abraham Lucas, dog. Charles Cross, dog. Middle of the offensive line, not so dog. But K-9, on some of those, he can take your breath away with some of the cuts he can make on a football field. The one where he pulled out of the tackle, ducked underneath it, and then got lateral, exploded back lateral wide, flipped his hips, and then got back to the open field full speed within three steps um, to turn the play into like an eight or nine yard gain at where he was corralled in the backfield. Another, again, just example of this year with these running backs where some people on the surface of it will look at these running backs this year and say, "Well, see with the second round running backs, this is proof positive now that drafting the second round backs don't really have much of an effect on helping your offense solely on necessarily their own. That, it's, that essentially that it's, it becomes defunct however the talent of the backfield you have because if your offensive line isn't getting the job done, it doesn't matter. To that I say, If we have a fifth or sixth round running backs back there in this backfield this year, instead of being up around the four, four and a half yard average that these two running backs are at, you would be at about the three and a half, three yard average, or if not even lower than that. So it's, they've gotten out of so much trouble and that kind of play personifies that so keenly to me where it's a seven, eight yard gain in the stat column. But anybody watching the play, that's like watching a home run from a back. A couple of donations in the house here. Thank you for those. Randall McDaniel with a $2 dono. Appreciate you for that. Uh, I get the feeling we're going to win out. This kind, of get, this kind of win can definitely push a team forward in that kind of momentum. And when you look at the remaining schedule, Steelers, Pickett's been injured. Offense has been inept. Some people even potentially calling for Tomlin's head. Defense still good. Titans, they're going to play hard every week for Vrabel, no doubt about that. Levis just went down to an injury this past week. We'll see where he's going to be at for that football game. And then you got the Cardinals with Murray back, in the, back there in the attack. And Murray has at least seemed to have upped the ante on the offensive potential production you get from the Cardinals in a football game. So won't be necessarily simple, but it's maybe an easier path than these past four weeks. The playing three games and 15 nights thing. All of that kind of cumulatively, cumulatively put together there, Randall. But uh, it's certainly a possibility at this point. No doubt about that i could see it happen the zillow hawks does jamal subtract them yeah it's definitely addition by subtraction on that one uh you know he's he, he uh i think taking out Tariq, taking out jamal bringing guys on the field they're gonna have a little bit more of a dogged approach to their game you saw the upside of that today with uh uh, with Mike Jackson out there, with Artie Burns out there. I know Burns is more filling in for Witherspoon, but there's also times you're having Witherspoon go to outside corner with then Adams in at the slot. So even by Burns being in there, it's not just purely Witherspoon he's flipping out snaps for, he's flipping out some snaps as well for Adams. And at this point, I think that there's no doubt about it on at least one front that can be agreed upon by the at, us as at, in our outlook of Adams. You've, you've got to kind of at this point, maybe not fully shut him down to deactivate him, but... You got to let him know at this point, we're going to rest you unless we have an injury and need to go to you. You're not at 100%. We can see that. You can see that. We'll, you know, we'll make our decision on what we got to do this offseason, but you're not helping yourself. You're not helping us out, neither side, by going on the football field at this point with your level of play and performance. And hopefully that's in the message that you can get through pretty clearly to him. Banson's 92 says 12. Let's go. Michael Myers, let's Evan go. Rob says, Shane wade made second-half adjustments. Very surprising, he did. He did. Definitely leaned into more of the rushing attack and and a willingness to attack. They they didn't have success at all times, but a willingness to get a little bit more to the edges of the defense at times as well within that, which I like to see. And I'm behind on my donos, so let me catch up on some of these here. Michael Green says, huge win tonight. And thank you for the five, or Michael. Uh, Randall, thank you again, too, for you. It's great to see you in the house, brother. He says, huge final drive for DK, Locke, and JSN. Love should be starting over Adams. Agreed. Drew to start versus Titans. Uh, Pete's. Oh, shoot, Sorry, you know, my stupid thing here. It's like, let me see what the, the message thing sometimes gets borne out on this. You can't see exactly what's being put in. Here we go. Uh, Pete's tr- timeout, an awful 7-7. Seven, seven. Let's win out. Yeah, the timeout thing is something as somebody said in my live chat. I forget uh, again to shout out if MJC Hawk here in the house. Thank you for the hundred dollar donation. I had I know I had to sign off quickly to the folks who do drop donos at the end. There, as the game's winding up, I always feel a little bit bad for having to sign, up so qu- sign off so quickly. But I, I'm impelled to get over there on the bleach report. They want me there right after we sign off. So um, I just want to make sure I'm uh, you know bouncing over there as I'm supposed to bounce over there. But the timeout situation.
1: Pete's got things in
0: his game in his bag wherever we stand on Pete that are going to be a part of what you get with a Pete Carroll team now and into the future. And there are parts of what he has in his game that aren't positives that don't help you necessarily win games that can be offset by other things he can bring that can be positives. But then he's got to bring those other things that are positives. In my case, my belief would be you know, willingness to be more aggressive, schematic updates, doing things differently than you've done in the past, less soft zone defenses, less drafting to too much depth on plays. Um, Those are more of the, the things to me, the big picture. Now, when you combo those big picture problem things with things like undisciplined football where you get penalized a lot or your silly game time management timeout usage, uh, both of those two timeouts to me, Michael Green, track back to Pete being unsure and not of thinking forward enough about what he was intending to do one, two plays ahead. And good coaches think like that. They're thinking a couple steps ahead, not just thinking in the moment, what's happening. So if you come up to a third down and six, in my head as a coach, especially if I'm not having to call plays there, right? I'm just watching the game and coaching, then I'm going to go. Okay, if the, this gets a completion and we, get, and we were short one or two yards, what do I want to do? I want to go for it. Because I want to be sure that I can then tell my offensive coordinator before the third down, before the third down and sixth play, I want to go to my offensive coordinator and say, Waldron, you got two plays here as long as you get something on this play. If this is an incomplete pass on third and six, we're kicking it. You give me four yards, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you the fourth down. So then Waldron can, can put together the right call he wants to in that moment. You don't think of it like, okay, we got the third down conversion. We're short two yards. And now as the 25-second clock is rolling, you're going, Shane, uh, you got a good play right now on two? I'm, I mean, I got a pretty good play. We can go with a good play if you want to go with a good play. Do you, are, but do you really feel it? We can just go with Jason. Jason can get pump this through. So why don't we just, do you really? No, man, I've got this. If you want to do it, let's. Okay, go ahead. Then they get the call out in the field. Then you see Drew Locke scrambling line of scrimmage. You're watching the play clock, four, three, two, one. And uh, that's the part where it doesn't have to be that way. And it happened twice on that drive. That's the part though that I say that goes a little bit with the undisciplined high penalty thing. That's never really, there's hope of the other stuff potentially changing. I don't know if there's a lot of hope of this changing though, because that's always been a part of the team going back throughout your entire time there with Carol a little bit. And he's always a little functified with his uh, timeout usages. But man, a win's a win. And uh, as you say, um, Love's got to start over Adams at this point. There's, there's nothing in Adams and what he's bringing to the table that makes any sense. And Mike Jackson and Artie Burns and the effort they gave you out there, um, I liked what I saw from those guys too. So it is what it is, Michael. Thank you for that fiver. Alan A. with a $2 donation. Can Locke, do it again and again. We'll see. We'll see if he can uh, make it happen uh, in the future. I mean, Gina was close, I think, this week to starting. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll see if that uh, can potentially you know, mean um, <clears throat> he can get this bounce back and get this going now at this point. But uh, it was a, a good end. I, I will say I don't think Locke played a particularly great game, but he had a great finish. He had an absolute amazing finish. Um, but it was also a game, I think, that he was being a little bit chained down a bit. You know, there was always kind of a leash there keeping him only so far from, from going, going too far astray a little bit on that one. Colby Jack, thank you for the $21 donation, Colby. That's very kind of you. It's great to see you in the chat too as well, brother. Thank you so much for that. Please, Christopher Walken to Pete Carroll, telling Pete Carroll he's sorry for saying Pete Carroll should be fired. Fit in Wayne Cody. <laughs> I never can do a good Wayne Cody. I, I have been told I can sometimes sound a little like Wayne Cody, but he, I was just growing up young on Wayne. But that's a tough one. I got you on the first part for sure. I got you on the first part. Pete. Pete. Carol. Pete, are you there? Pete, look, look at me now. Pete. Pete. Buddy, now look. No, don't be like that. Carol, Pete. You know, you're the coach. We're going to be hearts on you sometimes. That's got to be tough love. Look at me. Look at me, Coach Carroll. Now, please understand. I'm sorry. I didn't know you had it in you to take down this Eagles team at home. Prime time. I thought Hertz, the Brown, would be unstoppable. Especially when I saw you... Well, putting Mike Jackson out there, I saw it. Carol, how could I not question? You still freak me out every game with your timeouts and undisciplined football. But I'll leave my crow tonight, coach. You got the win. Great job. Nice win. Now, let's stack a few together. Make it happen. Come on, captain. I'm sorry. Sorry, Coach Carroll. Look at me. I'm sorry. I said, Fire. I said, He's got to go. I said, The old man's too old. Now I feel bad. So let's go. (laughs) Chris feels sorrowful tonight, Colby. He's very, he's very sorrowful. How was I a no? You didn't think you had it in you, Coach Carroll, anymore. How was I a no? Bro. I'll give you Wayne, I'll try to look up some Wayne Cody clips, Colby, and give you some uh, Wayne if I can, um, I can find some Wayne, see if I can figure it out. I just found a, uh, an audio tuner thing I'm going to start to play with. So one of these next few streams, I'm going to lean in like the bass heavy, like some of these broadcasters do, where they bring in the artificial bass. You guys are, you guys are real, but I'll be, I'll be like Barry White up in here. (laughs) (laughs) If we make the impressions better. But Chris says, you know, Colby, what was I to do? Every sign, when I look in the stars and I see a meteor shower and they're dropping around me, it's like 2012. I'm Woody Harrelson on the fricking Montana mountains saying, here they come. How do I not think the end of the world's that? Tell me now, you please do. Colby Jack, thank you for the $21 donation, man. And Chris is uh, very apologetic to Coach Carroll tonight. Very apologetic. Uh, Lester Cross, thank you for the $2 donation. Fishing with an unused timeout made me so happy. Feel me? <laughs> yes, it did feel good that they got that drive done without even having to call them that timeout. It made them kind of burning the other two, you know, definitely null and void. You were worried that moment when they did because you're like, man, it's going to come down and need those three timeouts and that extra little bit you, help of you can give the defense a breathing room, room for air. But uh, hell of a job. And, and Locke, I just gave him credit on the throws. The throws were magnificent. The thing that I was really good about Locke today, he wasn't able to slay the blitz, but he recognized the blitz. And part of the problem that gives Hawks quarterbacks trouble, both him and Geno this year, is when they don't recognize pre-snap, the blitz is coming. And so they become surprised by it, and then the reactions to that surprise become a problem at the front, front end of this. On that play, he saw the safety driving forward, and he saw the clear space he was going to have over the top. And he, and he goes, I can try. I'm going to trust JSN with my one-on-one. And the point of drafting a guy like JSN or having a DK Metcalf out there, trust your one-on-one. I even liked it when he went to Tyler Lockett early on in the game uh, or halfway into the game. Tried to get him over the top as well. Lock got pulled on the arm or that play is probably going to be completed as well. But uh, I even like the moxie going there. You know, you get that matchup, go take advantage of it. You may not get it a lot over the course of the game. There was a lot of this game that the Eagles were going to show two high safeties to you. That's a lot of why I think they tried to run the ball more was that they saw the two high safeties. And so that's going to be how you're going to counter it because now you're going to get the light boxes. Especially if you're not necessarily sure if the corners on the edges are going to quite, you know, tackle as much. But um, thank you, Lester. And yeah, I felt good about having that timeout still in the bag. That was good. Uh, Alan, thank you for the $5 donation. All I'm saying is one game doesn't mean anything from Locke. Do it again. 100%. That's all I'm saying. No, I think we've got to put the the game in proper place as far as Locke's concerned. He didn't play necessarily a great game coming into that last drive. In the second half, you were able to get done what you got done from an offensive perspective because you were running the ball and almost solely by what you're doing just running the ball. He made some good throws at times in this game, but it was also you what? You were almost into the fourth quarter, you had 115 yards passing. And I I think it's great the the way he finished, but as I always say we put the whole game into perspective, not just the great the best part of the game. Um I don't think Drew Locke's shown you he's, you know, the answer at this point. I will say this. If Drew Locke's 100% healthy, and Gino is not at 100% health. And you're going to ask Gino to go out there at 90% and not use his legs at all and try to just be a statue in the pocket and spit pills all over the football field. I don't, I'd rather go with Drew Locke at that point. Um, and, and maybe get Gino healthy for the playoffs or something. Or I don't even know what. But uh, the bottom line being is that get Gino healthy. I don't, I don't need Gino out there at 90%. But I wouldn't overstate this either on that, Alan. It is what it is. It's great. Great final drive, the um, error-free football as far as at least making any of the, those bad throws that have been there at times. Decision was on, recognizing the blitz was on. Uh, that drive was a thing of beauty. I, I put it in the title. It was a th- it was a masterful drive, you know. Uh, but thank you for that fiver. Appreciate you, Alan, for that. Jeffrey A. Thistle has been a Hawks Nest member for 19 long months. You we'll can be a Hawks Nest member now yourself. I'll be doing uh, PFF scores tomorrow morning for members of the channel, and we'll be doing a Thursday stream, members only stream, as we do on a weekly basis. So uh, thank you for that, Jeffrey. He says everybody needs to pump the brakes. Both teams played bad. We just played less bad. I'm certainly not going to take anything overarching in um, this being some big thing that's now meaning that this has happened off of one game. It is a it is a single-game result. This has come on the, on the conclusion of four games of results that were pretty conclusive in what they were showing you and what you had in your team. Now, certainly there's more room for things to go in a certain way this year. Part of what I've also said here is that the assessment, and I know that in football there's a lot of drive to make instantaneous assessments and say, this is what we think and believe, and this is what it's got to be. I say you give it through this full season to see where this plays out and how this all shakes out. Um, but I agree. I don't think this was a game in which you came out there and played so great. There, there was as, kind of as much good as bad, um, and it was a sensational finish, and the team found that gear at the end. But we don't want to overstate any one game in itself as being that. At the same point in time, I think we should savor this flavor, as we haven't gotten to experience it very often recently, and just enjoy it for what it is without it being more uh, of anything, you know, to a greater picture point, I would say. Nicholas Newton, uh, and thank you, Jeffrey, for almost two years of uh, membership to the channel. Nicholas Newton, thank you for the $5 donation. You know, what else didn't, you know what else Locke didn't do? He didn't throw an INT the whole game. Proud of Locke for cleaning it up. Needs work on a few throws. Couple of the throws were definitely in the, the errant fashion, not badly errant, where he's throwing it twenty yards away, but just like the one throw to Charbonnet, where Charbonnet has got a little bit of separation and he puts the, the he puts the ball ten yards out ahead of him. Kind of a couple of those throws, uh, a, a ducky through to uh, DK. But the T is an important part of this discussion because it's not fun when you play a little bit in that safe mode. It's not fun when you're saying, okay, you got you you coaching staff are obviously kind of putting him in this box. And I think it was as much Locke was instructed to kind of play in that fashion. But, if, but it did work. It did work doing that. The defense was able to hold this Eagles defense into our offense um, under the points and keep them in line. And you know Drew was able to get that drive at the end. So the, the lack of INTs, the lack of turnovers or a fumble, Nicholas. Uh, these were things that if you had one of those in this game, you gave one turnover to that Eagle team, that's a loss probably. So he had to play an absolutely crystal clear game, clean game, and he did so. I don't, I I don't think there was any turnover-worthy throws in the course of this game that you could really go to. That's big. That's a big part. Cameron, uh, thank you for the five-dollar donation. He says, "I'm very happy for Locke." You could tell that meant a lot for him. This game probably bought him another four years in this league. Maybe very well said, Cameron. I hadn't really considered that about if, if he is a guy a little bit in that, that precipice point, you know, where is he? uh, Okay. If he goes to be a backup somewhere else, is there that other place that is willing to have him be that backup? Um, but it may be getting down to where that, that hour was getting a little bit more dire for him, you know, recently. And, uh, that's a good point on your part one hadn't really considered much, um, in this with him, but he should feel really good about that win. He played a clean game against an Eagles defense where maybe the results haven't been there for them this season, but it's still a very talented Eagles defense. They don't make it easy for you. There was going to be a lot of uh, unpredictability this week, which was going to make it really hard for for Drew. He didn't know if Geno was going to start. He's got Matt Patricia taking over as the defensive coordinator midweek. So now any of the tendencies that you're studying and training to deal with this week are thrown out the door. Because now Patricia can do anything he wants to do coming into this game. And so it it certainly was going to make all that a little bit of a higher degree of difficulty, I think, for him. And um, coming away with this win, 92-yard drive, minute and 30 seconds left on the clock, um, not playing it safe, letting it rip, trusting your talent, trusting your arm, trusting the talent you have on the outside, and getting rewarded for it. Great to see great to see well said though as well Cameron Alan a thank you for another $5 donation Alan it says Locke was and Carol was out the door till tonight now fans switching 100% <laughs> well there may be uh, it'll be interesting to see in the discussion if we have a high contingent of fans saying see well Locke is the way into the future um through a lot of that game, a lot of my lock, lock, Lockites, I'll call them Lockites, a lot of my Lockites in the chat were, were coming at me with, those, with the dono, saying, you know, okay, maybe not Lock. <laughs> so it certainly wasn't that way through the end of the game, but when it is such a magnificent ending as that, when the finish is just so clean as that, when it is just so wonderful as that, I mean, you're finishing on a JSN 9 route, over the top, fingertip catch. I mean, that's going to get everybody... Uh, induced into the magical elixir of victory. And uh, that's 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 a tough deduce inducement. You know what I mean? Everybody's in their ayahuasca mode right now. All I'm saying. <laughs> it's a wild party right now. And we'll see what we'll see when they wake up after the hangover tomorrow where everyone's at. You know what I mean? Thank you for the fiver. I appreciate you. Uh Megan Gonk Roger, thank you for the $10 donation. Um make sure I over here. You can see this right. Uh Megan, thank you for the ten dollar donation. And hope, hope again, you're doing okay over there. We're in recovery mode. Says uh Megan says, sorry, not sorry, B. Wearing the Pete throwback and the DK will be worn. And yeah. Uh and yeah, I tomorrow wait. We're trading DK and firing Pete, right? Wearing my sassy pants with pride. (laughs) Well, you wear it with pride. Uh, Both uh, parties come out of this looking better tonight than uh, sometimes they have throughout the course of this season. And uh, and maybe with that, uh, a little bit of, um, what's the word I'm not looking for, you know, Uh, vindication. Vindication on that, Megan. I appreciate the $10 donation. And um, good to see those guys who've both gone through some troubled waters get a little bit of a dub after, uh, you know, what has been uh, a troubling deal. And um, as I have said, I don't root against Coach Carroll at any point from my standpoint, Megan. I do get asked my opinion on where I stand on things and where my belief is about where things are going. And that does remain what it is. And uh, doesn't get changed off of one game from my standpoint. But uh, there's no denying this is a big win. I don't want to undersell it. It is a big win. It puts you in a pathway of potentially having a having a true maybe path in the playoffs. Uh, I have told people I'm not a tank mode guy. That's just the way I'm wired. And I've also said that this is a full season assessment for me. I reset the clock two years ago with Carroll when he said he was changing over the offense and defense. I'll come to the end of the year and I'll have my full assessment where I make my final decision on what I think. But uh, there's a lot of places and a lot of people pulled in a lot of directions, you know, and you're not alone in your camp, Megan. There's plenty in that camp, a lot in the other camp too. And we'll just have to kind of see how it all kind of rolls out, you know, through the end of the year. But uh, congrats tonight. They're looking good tonight. They did their job tonight. And uh, a hell of a win. Hell of a win against the tough, tough Eagles team. No doubt about that.
1: Appreciate the donation, Megan. Hope you're doing okay.
0: Proper with a $5 donation. Uh, Niner in the house, and we had the rare rare moment tonight, Seahawks fans, where uh, the Niners were were rooting for us like hell tonight. <laughs> proper, uh, thank you for the five dollar donation. He says, shout out to your team, great win, basically helped secure us the number one seed. I might finally see my team win a Super Bowl. Well, proper, you know the the season is one that is a, a lot of different parts go into winning a and being a contending team, as we can certainly attest now where we stand here with this football team. And it's uh, about talent, it's about coaching, it's about scheme. And then even after you have that all put together proper, it also becomes about health. Then even when you put that in all together with all the rest of the stuff, it also becomes about playing your best football at the right time of year. And uh, it doesn't make me happy to say it, but I always say that I'm, a, I'm always going to try to lead with honesty first and foremost. And the Niners are playing at that level where all of those things are brought together I just talked about, along with the fact that they're playing their best football right now. And the season's going to be winding down, seeing the place where those, it seems like they're going to hold up from a health standpoint. I don't know who takes them down in the playoffs, NFC or AFC. And and maybe it'll be a a Ravens team that'll give them a fight, but I, I just come back to thinking, man, the way you guys got rolling and the momentum rolling and everything coming together, Everything seems like the right time for it being that time where finally they're able to tap into that. And um, they certainly have earned that place this year. They've taken on the tough teams. They've taken them down. They've handled business. Uh, I've always said with this proper, the only thing that can knock you guys off this year, in my opinion, is just a couple of injuries. You know, two injuries and it's, it can make the huge difference. But if you can stay healthy, then look out. Look out. But thank you proper. I'm not I can't say that I'm happy that we helped out the Niners tonight, but I'm always gonna celebrate a win. <laughs> Even if there's a little bitterness to the slight back end of my tongue that what does that taste? What is that? Hold on,
1: I gotta get my coffee. What's that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Thank you, Proper. For that dono, uh, Alan, with another five dollar donation. Thank you, Alan, for all the donations tonight. Brandon, regardless, Seahawks needed this game. Imagine if we had lost tonight. Imagine if we had lost tonight. A lot of different comments going around. Yeah, it was going to get dark. It was going to get dark really fast if this game did, went down into the crapper for sure, especially if you lost this game in a really, really bad fashion. So, uh, you know, I uh, it was good. I think the fan base could use this too. Been a rough road the last four weeks, not from my perspective, but and just, you know, sometimes being this, this you know, kind of the, the shrink in the room as I've got the guys on the couch and, and people are, are airing some of their some of their feelings on the situation. It's been rough for some here, okay? This has been a tough season. Tough season to swallow. Nobody was expecting these results, and uh, and it's got people kind of caught off guard a bit, and that's going to draw out a lot of reactions. And and uh, definitely it was it was steering into that direction, Alan, if this kind of kept going. And uh, good to see that it didn't. Good to see that the team's going to show some fight this year. Doesn't mean they're going to get in the playoffs, but at least good to see that resiliency of spirit. Good to see them playing hard football out there. Uh, which is at times this year I haven't been always able to feel like I can say but um what are they saying Oh, stems off the wolves for at least one more week I guess you know and now the stage is set with these last 3 games to go out there and close this year off and get yourself I guess into the playoffs at that point if I think you can get to a 10 and 7 you probably get in uh, we'll break down this week how all the this to that to this to that works and how the possibilities work to getting to that playoff point but uh, if that's the case this win will turn out to be the, the you know, huge one in the season. Um, but thank you, Alan, for the donation. And yeah, there were a lot of different rumors and comments going around. It's a good way of putting it. It was getting dark. Sanchez with a $2 donation. Thank you for that, Sanchez. We really have two backup quarterbacks. Pick either one. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't know there's a huge difference between the two. I think you can trust Gino to be a little bit more of the high-volume passer versus I don't know if I can trust G, Drew Locke to be a high-volume passer at any point in any game. But uh, at the end of the day, I've said that they're, they're much more closer together in talent level than they're further apart. Part of why when they had the quarterback competition, it, it didn't wasn't easily just quickly, this guy's the starter. They, they bore on through camp. But, um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to draft a quarterback this year. We're going to draft for second to fourth round. We're going to go pick somebody. We're not just going to ride ride with one of these two guys going forward and some Holton Allers type guy or whatever is the number two. You'll get one for the future this year. This class, just it aligns so perfectly for it to be that case. Allen with another $2 donation says the Niners, 100% good luck though. Regular season wins. Yep. Yeah. I I, I got to give them props. They've they've had a hell of a year. It is just regular season, you got to get it done in the playoffs, but they're setting the stage well. Getting that home field advantage is a big thing for them because if you let a team like the Eagles get the home field advantage and you got to go out east and play in a game where the conditions are you know, crazy hard for you to operate your offense in um and leveling the field a little bit maybe that hampers you versus being able to play with the in San Francisco in your home stadium. Um, what's likely to be probably pretty temperate elements at play on that, but uh, they've earned what they've gotten this year. It isn't like they just played through a light schedule and lucked their way into where they've gotten. You know, they've taken down this Eagles team. They've taken down the Cowboys. You know, they've to- they've stepped, they've stayed toe, toe to toe with these teams. So you you got to give them their props as- when they earn it in that way, even if it's through gritted teeth. Thank you for guys for all your donations tonight, and well said on everyone's part as well. Love your thoughts on all this. Stephen Ground says, "I always like Drew. He has a great arm. He does have a he has a, got a marvelous arm. He really does. Strong delivery, as we saw in those nine routes. He can drop it right down in a a little a little a little uh, dwarf bucket. You know, not even a normal sized bucket. Right in the you know. He can put it in the put in the spot." Travel nature fanatic. We have two starting level quarterbacks. Rich man's problems. (laughs) It's a good way of putting it. I like that. Uh, I like that. BP 1989. Leonard Williams needs to be the first priority this offseason that we signed. Yeah, he played a a marvelous game. If Julian Love was your best defender, Leonard Williams was your number two best defender right behind him in this game. Active throughout impacting the game in a variety of ways both against the run and the pass you may not have got a sack in the stat column this week but this was maybe the best game we've even seen so far from leonard williams played and uh he will i believe be the highest priority free agent signing that they'll try to bring back in the house this offseason. and uh i don't i don't know how he hasn't earned earned the right to do that coming in here and giving us what he's given us one-eyed Willie James, I would like to see Adams spell Wagner once he's healthy, more like, more like backer on passing downs and blitzing more. I wouldn't mind that if you did it for like dime defense situations, one-eyed Willie. Uh, the one thing is if you have Adams come in there and you're even in a nickel look and they've got a guy in the backfield and they see Adams there, they might go to the run play to try to attack him with a downhill guard to get to him at the second level. And the thing that Adams is really struggling with on tape is getting off blocks he's he's yes he's struggling with tackling but he's also he's taking these blocks on and he just can't get off them you know you watch a guy like witherspoon get off a block and it's just oh, he rips the guy off and it's he's off and he's free adams is out there and it's a little bit more of it starts to look like you know when russell's wrestlers, wrestlers will lock up at the middle part of the stage it's it's a bit like that with jamal And as a backer, if you get eaten up on the second-level blocks like that where you don't even impact it, you're just getting driven back. Because he's going to give up a good 70 pounds, 70 to 80 pounds to whatever guard's trying to get downhill on him. But you're right. If you can can kind of fit him into a little bit of just the passing, you know, really knowing it's a third and nine, right? Like those kind of situations, I'm with you on it. I I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. Travel fanatic. I uh, hope we draft a quarterback for the future soon and keep and pay Gino and or Drew. I think there's a good chance one of those two does come back here. Travel fanatic. I think it's likely at this point Gino because the offset between the two to go to Drew, they'd have to really love Drew to want to go to Drew. If you look at what the dead money hit will be to Gino, um, because there won't be really a savings in going to Drew if you're only paying him six seven million dollars on a one year deal. Let's say. Because there's dead money from Geno Smith coming into play. So it becomes a little negligible at that point. Okay, Jabs, it's okay to be real about PP. Oh, I agree. And I'm still in the same. This game has not changed anything in my camp from where I was before on him. Um, I'm I'm in the same place that I've been and will kind of be. Because again, my assessment isn't just going to be based on one game. Nor will it just be based on uh, two or three games. It's going to be based on what I've seen the last two years and really looking at the totality of it and the big picture of it and where the team's headed and what the direction is before I make my kind of final assessment to try to give the full time for this to breathe in the way that it needs to breathe. But, you know, this this game doesn't move me off my spot in a particular way. It's it's a nice, it, it, it's a great win. I love to see it. I like that we're still in this hunt. But a lot of the issues and problems that have you know, been there with this team, we're still there in this game. You know, it wasn't like you corrected a lot of stuff across the board. Uh, Rob's uh, Damian Lewis did play a really good game in this one. He's going to be well-rated by PFF, I think, coming out of it. Both in pass protection, and he was clearing the way in the ground game, especially on some of those blocks where he was coming back across the formation post-snap, trying to get those those wham blocks laid. He was doing good with it. Orlando, supposedly the Eagles coach, was mocking Pete about calling that timeout. Oh, geez. Sirianni's, Sirianni's kind of a live wire. You know what I mean? He's a bit of a live wire. So, uh, you know, <laughs> he definitely toes that line where it's like, you better win, bro. You better win with that attitude because that can grind on people quick. Uh, travel nature fanatic, but, then, but it was also worthy of being kind of mocked a little bit. It's kind of silly by Pete doing that twice on one drive. Travel nature fanatic, Julian Love stepped up big time. Defense needed a boost badly. I love what I saw from Julian Love. Those were two, mag, those two were just great plays. First one playing like the corner, second one playing like a single high safety. Making a play on the ball, tight there in coverage on the first interception first, then fine ball. Just picture perfect technique. Winston, I don't think they sacked Hertz. Didn't see any blitz. Somehow worked this time though. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to look back at the all twenty-two on this one in particular. Winston, did we tighten down the zones? It's a little bit of my my instincts on this are that into the second half, you brought down some of the stuff tighter. Uh, you started to play those bubble screens tighter, you, the shorter routes tighter, uh, and you started to open the door up then for Hertz to look deep. And so why do you get the deep throw on Julian Love down the field in coverage? Because Hertz sees that you've got the coverage tighter up up front. You know, the throw over there to Brown, he's he's seeing maybe some of the coverage a little more tighter in other places, and there's just the single high safety over the top rather than a cover two look, and he can kind of fit it in there. So um, I don't know if that is the case, but that's something that my instincts tell me might be some of the case for why it did end up kind of working. The Eagles definitely got very run heavy. They got, I mean, we got conservative. They got heavily conservative. They were definitely trying, if we were trying to kind of protect Drew Locke with our play calling, it did seem like the Eagles were definitely trying to really protect Jalen Hurts with his play calling, and he's really sick. So the kid probably was feeling nowhere near 100%, but protection is protection. And it seemed like they were trying to keep him, you know, okay as far as uh, not being under too much uh, pressure. So that was a little bit of the lack of the sacking there, too, Winston, was just the, 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 the amount of drawbacks in the 31 attempts here in the game from Hertz. Certainly a little bit of room maybe to go out and get a little bit more pressure, but he wasn't going to be in a high-volume p- position in this game. When you especially look at they rushed 38 times. You know, that's, that's a quite a discrepancy in this day and age where passing is the name of the day. I said that right, right? Name of the day. Yeah. Rob says, tonight Pete saw a chance to bring in his vintage self by spamming the run game, which the Eagles had no answer, to which removed pressure from Drew to be a hero, the hero. Yeah, I like that they at least leaned into it. It was working. If it's going to, you know, I don't care if it's blitzing, soft zone coverage, running the ball, pass the ball. If there's something that is working on a team that doesn't have a lot of things working, lean on into it. And they did do that. Ray Ace of Gino is healthy next week. Do you see us going back or staying with Locke? I want full health, Brad. I don't want Gino to be like, I mean, it's pretty good. And, and something, that did, something that there's definitely room for, again, that continues to be room for with these quarterbacks is better utilization of their legs. But I, I, don't, want, I don't want a Gino that's hindered by being immobile on the groin, where it's, it technically feels good. Uh, and again, understanding the groin does tend to be one that you have to let it get fully healed or else you really risk re-aggravating it. And I know at the end of the year, I know it's an all hands on deck kind of situation. But that being said, um, I, I would prefer going back to lock if that is a bit of the case of what we're dealing with here. Travel nature fanatic of team supports Drew and Geno's guys the limit. No. get him an offensive line that protects up front. I think both of them are capable. Raf, Raf, sign Pete to an extension. Kay says not a fan of the Eagles coach. Always looks grumpy. It kind of always does. He's
1: so always making this look. Pete's custom look is. His is more of the rounded. That's Sirianni to me.
0: Brian Myers, no quarterback before round three. (laughs) I like your thinking, Brian. I like those guys in the third round. I'd be okay with it. This is not your typical third round quarterbacks you're going to get this year. You're going to have a little more juice. Winston says it was crazy. Every single thing went right at the end of the game. It did. (laughs) Broken our favor. Ball bounced our direction, so to speak. BP says, I don't want Geno starting next week. I'm all right with rolling with Locke. I don't have a dog in the fight, to be honest with you. Unless it just, I I don't want injured Geno out there. Semi-healthy, Gino. He needs to be full health. Kev, great win. Will Seahawks draft a quarterback with their first-round pick next year? I don't know that they will draft it with the first-round pick, Kev. I've got firm, firm, firm non-insider knowledge, but still firm feeling that they're going to absolutely draft a quarterback inside of the first four rounds. Do I uh, know where that's going to be picked at? I don't. But I do feel like you're going to come away from this draft with a quarterback, a quarterback that we as fans can feel excited about. So uh, we'll just have to see. It's going to depend on a little bit of the assessment of the team and where the quarterbacks go up in that first round. But uh, it's in consideration. You know, The only two guys that are really off your tables that stands right now for sure are going to be Drake May and Caleb Williams. We'll see on Penix. You know, we'll see on Jaden Daniels. But uh, you'll have a lot of guys to look at. Winston says, 90, Winston says crazy, 92-yard drive. One timeout. Less than two minutes, honestly, can't believe it. It was awesome. Awesome drive. Best drive of the year right there. Biggest drive of the year right there. Johnny, Utah has been celebrating seven long months as a Hawks Nest member. Thank you for that, Johnny. It says, can we enjoy this win and not argue Gino versus Drew? Yeah, it's it's going to be a little bit of a way that I lean tonight against. And where there's going to be a lot of discussion on the Gino-Drew thing and... um. I, there's gonna be a discussion on this still means Carol needs to be going or doesn't he needs to stay now or it's gonna be two points that I do kind of lean away with from one because we've talked it all to death. we we know where everybody stands, the, the folks that are pro D, pro genos are the pro genos, the pro locks or the pro locks. Um likewise with the people that are in the Carroll camps, you know, the camps are the camps. The people are on the sides they're on with that a little bit. We don't need to sharpen our knives tonight. We just we've we've had a rough run of four games. And right now. After a primetime win against a tough Eagles team, a 10-4 Eagles team now, I think we just enjoy this win. Enjoy this victory, and we can turn over all those subjects and get on all those super crazy depths of that stuff, I think, for definitely another day. But uh, we got the win. Got the win. I'm going to enjoy my win tonight. May not lead to a whole lot. May not mean much, a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, but it feels good. Travel, uh, nature fanatic. The def- the personnel changes helped on defense big time. They did. The physicality was remarkably different out on the outside, and you felt it from very early on in the game throughout the game. The tackling, the taking on blocks, there was a difference in tone in that respective things. Linebacker says that Drew Locke post game interview on the field was top notch. Just below, they wrote me off, but I didn't write back. So no. <laughs> I'll check it out. Maybe we'll try to put it on the stream here if I can find it. Ready? So I think I like to think the team saw something in Drew when they trade for him. Maybe he won't be our guy, but heck, yes, he's a lot younger than Geno. Love the G though. I'm a big proponent with both guys. I've never been anti either of them. I, I think that both of their successes can we derive from really what you're putting around them? Um, and then it's going to be hard for both in this kind of situation coming onto this team as it's been as at least up until this point this year, where you're really behind a bad unit as far as pass protection is concerned. But I think he's got, he's got talent that's right in line with Gino. And as Gino has developed over time and gotten better, so too, why can't drew Locke? Um, he's got a lot of physical ability. He absolutely does. That's why he was a second round pick, but, uh, it's sometimes just about opportunity and chance and opportunity and chance in the right places. You know, it's great to see him pull off the win, though. Soviet spy, I think Locke was hesitant because this was his in or out of the NFL game. First two drives stalled by penalties and Eagles eating clock led to a slow start. Great team win today. Hey, well said, Soviet spy, and Cameron was saying kind of similar thing above, which there I guess I could definitely see there being something to that. Um, and I, I can get that. Totally can get that a little bit of why they, you know, a look at it through that, uh, that view of things. And uh, certainly those first couple of drives for the Eagles where they were just eating a half of a quarter of clock each time. You're going, ooh, okay. How long until the defense is going to basically just be over there with their guys' hands on their hips just – He's looking at the other defensive tackle, other defensive tackles on the other sideline, going. I'm here, you're on this one, bro. No, you. I just saying, all right, he was out there. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's going a little bit like that. It felt like, but uh, and they found their way. He made it work. He made it count when he needed him to. I do, horse, cock, walk. <laughs> Mike Supras is very nice walking. Thank you, Mike. See you. I just feel bad. Sometimes my blood gets up. It happens. That's how it is. You're wired like me. You know what I mean? It's what you do. So ya. That's bread. Winston, best Seahawks game in a while Monday night against the Eagles. Real fun. Hell yeah. ADL Williams. Crazy what happens when you actually throw to DK and GSN. Almost like you can out together almost like you can out together a scoring drive. I think I know what you kind of meant there, ADL. I kind of know what you meant. And yeah, you can when you feature the guys, they're going to be productive. DK's case absolutely is going to be the case. It just has to be one where you commit to utilizing them in that way. Six targets in this game, five catches, 78 yards. You know, he's, he's got a lot to offer if you feature him that way. Jackson Smith, four targets, four catches, 48 yards. Ten targets, nine catches between the two of those guys. Um, definitely you can see where the, they could be a dynamic uh, tandem as we go into the future. Tyler, eight targets, three catches. He yeah, had a little bit of a rough day. It wasn't always his fault on stuff. But... Uh, Winston says DK took over. You got to force it to him some more. How? Do him more somehow. I think there's some more easier opportunities in there to Winston that that are just easy ones you can just try attempt to do. Him in the slot running a slant route. You know what? 5 10, five nine slot corner is going to be able to stay. And get around DK's big body. He doesn't even need separation on those throws. You just throw it right on his body. It's, it's a catch every time. The uh, bubble screen that he ran, commit to the. I, I'm not a, I've not been up until this point the biggest of fans of trying to make the DK be a bubble screen guy. But at the same point in time, if you're really struggling this hard to find him those touches and targets, use that, commit to throwing one of those in a game. You know, there's two targets right there, easy peasy, just every game you can do that are not nine routes or comeback routes. We're not him having to win on the outside or up against double coverage, just easy targets and touches you can get him to. Um, these are some spots that I think you can find to feature him a little bit more. But uh, the team's got to commit to that and, and to commit to the creativity of that. I'd like to see him tonight. It was nice a little bit more inside in the slot in that manner. To that point, um, we're a little more flexibility. Uh, burnt uh, Herren Volk, uh, burnt. Says a Niner fan here. I think the Eagles just found that there is more to the NFC West than the Niners. Great win by Seattle. Ooh, that makes me feel good. Niner fan saying something like that. Thank you for that, Mr. Uh, Heron Volk. Says Locke, love, Metcalf, and JN brought it hard down the stretch. Oh, appreciate the love from the Niner fans. How about that, Hawk fans? Got some Niner fans in here showing some love. So always say, most part, Niner fans come in really respectful, and that's always why there's an open invite, even with our rivalry. Even with you guys and your team being our nemesis, you know, doesn't mean we can't break bread every once in a while and uh, appreciate the love. And, uh, what was, uh, we're happy to get you guys the number one seed. I am. Eagles got to earn that stuff. Okay. They got to earn
1: it. Fresh as F anyone else find the Manning brothers intolerable? Was it?
0: <laughs> oh, um, Space DK played great in the clutch, man. He was awesome. BB says, I need Shane Waldron to call a full complete game next week, start to finish. We're going to need that from him. Yeah, we're going to we got to win these next three games just to get in the playoffs. Then we're going to need our offense to be able to bring it. Um, and I don't know if 20 points a game is going to get it done down the stretch here as it stands. So, uh, Alan A, thank you for another $2 donation and all your donations tonight. He says, all right, I'm out Seattle fam. Said my piece, go Hawks. Well, Alan, thank you for all of your donations tonight. I know there's been a multitude of them. Appreciate everyone. Uh, it's been, I love your thoughts on this as well. Uh, always good to hear from you in here. And uh, thank you for all your support on the channel. Uh, Mr. Kane, my brother from another mother. Thank you for becoming a member again of the channel. It's Good to see you in the house. I hope you're having a, a great night. Celebrating this win as well. Alexander says, I say Drew Locke. I say start Drew Locke next week. This win probably gave him a lot of confidence, but if Gino starts, then okay. Yeah, I don't think there'll be a lot of people really married one way or the other. You're kind of like where I'm at, Alexander. You know, it's like, you know, like, honey, you want meatloaf or spaghetti tonight? I mean, Whatever. Mr. Allo, DK made an insane one-handed catch on the last drive that really should have been an INT that he stole away. I forgot about that catch for a second. Yeah, I, it should have been, first off, uh, pass interference. Then it, sh- then it was almost an in- interception when there was no call by the official. As he's being drugged to the ground, he just gets one big bear paw on the ball and reels it in. Absolutely sensational catch there by DK Metcalf. I mean, that was just huge. Huge. They got you a first down there and uh, just shows off his physicality there where he can be drugged to the ground and still be able to pull that ball in. Insane is the right word, Mr. Allo. Jim Page says, crushing it, dude. Thank you, Jim Page. Appreciate you. I love what I do, man. Sajun says, question, what would be the response in the locker room as far as the quarterback to start next week or finish the season? I don't know if there's probably a uniform opinion on that one. Um, I think if you came down to where Gino is immobile and they showed a video of him last week, kind of gimpy, and that, that groin can be one that can take a little bit of time to, to get it quieting down. If that's the case, then you want, I think the players would want the healthier guy. But I don't have a read from the locker room that there's a big, there's a big push for necessarily drew and drew's last drive was great in this game. He did you know, didn't go out there and necessarily put up some 360 yard effort. You know, he barely crept over 200 yards. He had a 6.3 yard average per attempt, 94 rating. It's respectable numbers. It's a great masterful final drive, but I don't know if that's going to be enough to necessarily push a full need of a locker room to feel like, you know, we're right. Or, you know, we're, we're do or die right now. It's gotta be locked, you know, and I think that they're just going to trust where the coaches stand with that and let it roll. Devian says the way Woolen doesn't have to keep cycling in and out just to keep him on the bench. Yeah, it makes a lot. It could make a lot of sense just going that direction with it. The King, you're a god at walking. Thank you, The Fi. Appreciate you. Brian Myers, Eagles D with new play caller was a big help to us. I think so. I <laughs> said this week, I. I'd on the surface of this usually be super worried and concerned if you have that dc being switched midstream mid-year because now all of the tendencies that you're trying to rely upon to predict go out the door and you just got to kind of shotgun it you know but when it comes to the guy being Patricia, the guy taking over you go i'm a little worried wait, who okay we're really all right maybe maybe not so bad you know and DVN, how about those, love, those two picks by Love? Ballin. Greg, why do, we hate, why do we hate using DK? You see what happens when he gets targeted, so why not keep doing that? Imagine if he was on the Chiefs. He would be a top-five receiver on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Yeah, the DK talk is one that on a weekly basis has given me fits for a long period of time now, and uh, I have long said, a little bit like you intimate here, that we're not getting the most out of him. That's not a DK problem. That's a Seattle Seahawks problem. And the solution when you have a player that you're not getting the most out of who is, who is truly a game-changing talent who is just now, just now, just now going into their prime, you don't offload that kind of cat. You keep that cat in-house. The, the, the pathway is to better find a way to better utilize him and his talents and his gifts. And Kansas City is a, is a, a great comparison. You put DK on KC, Tell me, tell me bare minimum. Mahomes ain't getting fifteen honey off him a year. Tell me bare minimum. That's not what he's pulling on the other side of things. And if that's the case, you're not getting the most out of him. Better utilize him. Find a better approach and pathway. And uh, there is a path here to do it. But sometimes it takes the commitment, Grug. Which, on to your point in your question, has been the missing piece in this process. Why? I don't, dear God, understand why. There, there was one drop back in this game in particular where Drew drops back and predetermines he's going to go to Noah Fan on an out route. And they show an all, uh, not a, it's like a sub all 22 shot, the Skycam shot from behind. And you see the DKs running a simple in route. Eagles dropping back to depth and coverage. And Drew forces it into the tight window throw where the window's so tight, Drew ends up just throwing it away. You can see on the throw, he sees... Kevin Byard's undercutting the route. So he's just got to put it out and throw it away into the, into the out of bounds. Whereas then if you just look to DK on the first read, the, the throw the wide open. And there's some times there where I'll see that where they just, they're not looking to DK on the first read at times. I know you can't do it 24 seven, but when you're needing a, you know, a conversion on a third down as I think that play was or a key last we have at the end of this game, you're in a key moment work, work the best guy you got, you know, Work what, work what, work what you got. If you're gonna go down, go down fighting with your best guy. Like we, we got the heavyweight on the bench, you know, and we instead we're like, let's go with the lightweight. He'll, he'll get it done first today. Burn says the Seahawks just made Sirianni begin his midlife crisis. <laughs> Hashtag front runner. Uh, Allen says I see the lock fans hype tonight. But they've been MIA for eight months, though. <laughs> Michael Serpas, uh says, A lot of receivers got hit in the hands with locked passes. Very catchable passes. DK, lock it. What? DK had the one drop that was definitely a little, a little low. He should have still, that's an NFL receiver, should reel that catch in. Lock did have some dro- drop or two. Uh, the other guy I think you're looking to mention there, Mike, would be Fant, who had a, a bad drop in the middle of the field that the ball squirted right up into the air, and I was... Could have been picked if there was a defender there. So a couple of those were out there as well. Yeah, that doesn't help matters. Especially when it hits them in the hands. Ante Petrish, Star Wars opening music for Playoff Hope still alive. dun, 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 dun. I wish I could play it. If Disney wasn't, wouldn't sue me and Shut down my channel in five minutes (laughs) until he plays. Joralo, how are we feeling about Fant? I feel very much the same way about Fant as I felt coming into this game. Uh, The Hawks, much like DK, don't really know how to utilize him at his best. He's not a bad player. He's a fairly well-rounded player. But he's a guy that's going to cost somewhere between ten and thirteen million dollars this offseason in the free agent market, and uh, that's not a contract that I'm willing to sign up for. Understanding, we don't utilize him in that capacity, uh, so there's not as much a reason I'd like, I'd better like to put those assets in other places, in my opinion. Specifically, looking to both lines of scrimmage, that's what needs to be buffed up. We've got to get the interior of offensive line right. We've got to get the interior of our defensive line right. That means we're going to have to pull that from other places, other places where we're dumping those assets into. And it's got to be places, in my opinion, that you're not getting the returns on. So uh, I don't dislike Fan, but just it becomes a business decision on this one. It's business. It's business. You know what I mean? Noah, I'm telling you, man, you're going to make a great deal on the open market. It's business. All right? We got to do what we got to do. You got to go be a free agent, we got to go draft a tight end. It's a beautiful thing. Forget about it. Standard champion, JSN said, they work on the two-minute drill every day. It's why this offense always looks strong running it. That's probably the best thing about this offense, standard champion. I think I could make an argument for it this year. The best thing about your offense is the two-minute drill, and when you work in those moments, and the best thing about your defense is when you're blitzing. Those seem to be the two facts of life. K-Jabs is the a people day. stay. B-Boy Loretto, what an amazing night. Hell of a night, B-Boy. Hell of a night. Travis says Locke didn't turn ball over. Big and Pete system. Huge. Huge. That's the big thing with Locke that he has to clean up most above anything else in his game is the turnover where he plays. Yeah, Breeze fans just not utilized well enough, is he?
1: Just not. Just isn't. Standard champion, if Gino even has a paper cut, I'm fine with Locke starting again.
0: <laughs> uh, Linebacker, uh, a good apples-to-apples apples comparison would be Geno versus the Niners and Locke versus the Niners. That's all I'm saying. All right, that's fair enough to say. I, I'm still on my stance where I am with Geno and, and Locke. I like Locke's performance. I think Geno is still better if he's healthy uh, as the option. And um, I think there's a good amount of proof to this particular pudding. But um, there's there's those different camps at this point, you know? And the Locke folks are feeling good tonight, you know? Gangster Vince, we're going to go to the playoffs. Gangster Vince, I love it. I'm going to call you the prodigal one, the prognosticator, the psychic in this community. And I hope you're right. Uh, so it's by using stats to evaluate Locke's performance is disingenuous. First two drives were stalled by penalties and first half was almost over by our third drives start. Yeah, I don't I don't think you can ever solely base the performance just on stats. Um I can go to kind of some specific plays kind of like I mentioned along the line here with Soviet Spy the the the, the predetermining throw to the out route there on Noah Fan. Some of the wayward throws that were in there. Um you know the one where DK Metcalf had to pull back was almost an interception happening there where there's not route separation there. You're just kind of throwing it in there and hoping DK can make some magic happen. Um, there's some decision-making points like being in the pocket and instead of trying to get outside the pocket before you throw away, he just kind of lazily throws the ball away and gets a grounding penalty on the back of it. Um, I can go to some things outside the stats to point to in the game with Drew that are not great things that were along the path in there. There were some good things he did as well, and the, 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 the things you mentioned about the penalties that were in there, some of the drop passes are certainly other factors with it. But that's what we get to as it being the whole tale of the day whole tale of the day is not the final drive. The whole tale of the day is not through the first two and a half quarters. The whole tale of the day is is all of the stats and the eye test and when we kind of go through it. And uh, I think he played a fine game. I'm not saying he played a bad game by any measure. Um, But I think there's some stuff in there that you can look at as well that were him not necessarily doing a lot in there to help that offense out in some of those moments as well with some of the decision-making and some of those throws. Red Ace says for the night. Much love, chat. Thank you, Brandon. On to next week. Go Hawks. Well, thank you. You have yourself a great night. Appreciate the discussion. Nick, what's your trade? Yeah, Nick, the trade DK talk just did sometimes come. It's come up in the chat for me about every every show I've done for probably the last three months, unfortunately. Travel Fanatic, Hawks succeed. Hawks are chasing seventh at best. Devin the best. Well, that'll put us heading out to Philadelphia for a rematch. You never know. Wilbert, I told you all DK is the future of the Seahawks. He had to win this and in front of AJ Brown. He got to outduel his buddy in this game. AJ was looking like he might have him here, but uh, DK was able to pull this one away at the end on it. So he gets bragging rights. And uh, how about AJ Brown trying to get all, like, AJ's out there lipping up with the hot cornerback and then runs into one of our trainers and then starts to act like the trainer pushed him. Like, chill out. Cut down on the HDH, bro. DK is the future though, Wilbert. He ain't going nowhere. Kieran he says, Hawksnest, did I not say last night we match up against the NFC East and there was a chance? Woo, maybe. Hey, we got it done. Got it done, you called it, man. Cool braces just saw the highlights. What a mother effing catch by JSN. Hard as hell. Hard as hell. Drew put the ball in the right place you want him to put it in where you let the receiver try to run under that ball. But he had to, he had to literally get that extra gear as the ball's in the air where you've got to pick the speed up even a little bit extra because when, when Drew first throws that ball, that thing looks like it's an overthrow. You're going, well, I don't think JSA can get to that thing. But some of those receivers, even those receivers that sometimes have questionable speed, like JSN might have. He's got great quicks, but maybe questionable speed. They find that extra gear when the ball's in the air. When it's in the air, it's theirs. They're going to go get it. And uh, a little bit like his one-handed catch that we saw a few weeks ago. He, he can, he'll go track it down. But amazing catch. Alexander, I do like that Drew doesn't stare down DK all game long. I like how Drew went through his reads targeting different players. Don't get me wrong. I like Geno. It's just I see a difference in both quarterbacks. Oh, no, it's good good know. I like it. Little Sticks, I like Locke, but him and Geno both need to cut back on interceptable passes. They cut it close sometimes. Yeah, I was now that I think about it. He had the one to DK, but aside from that, I think he was pretty good in this game. Drew was much improved. Um, and even the DK one, he is being torn to the ground there. So probably anticipating his Drew that he's going to get the call. Always compete. Winning is important. Our defense was shaky in the first half. We didn't give up. We still don't. I love it. Can always compete. It's right. Stay with it. Um, Alan, I agree, man. One game's not going to change the world. I agree. Long live the king. Thank you for the $2 donation. Can't see the downside of Eskridge as a return man. I really can't much either as well. Certainly, first and foremost, taking over the kick return duties. Maybe that means that they have to activate one extra receiver at that point, And then they would have to deactivate DJ Dallas. But for the love of God, then just line up Eskridge as a running back at that point. Why don't we just turn him into a running back? You know, and, and I mean, DJ Dallas is really only at this point a, a special team specialist as it is anyway. Um, but they like DJ for whatever reason. Uh, and it seems like there's not much of a plan there with Eskridge at this point on how do you do anything with him? Uh, another guy that's likely, I think, to be a candidate this offseason. See, Aloha, 808 says, watch from Osaka. Well, oh, thank you for watching. From Osaka, see, Aloha. Hope all is well out in your neck of the woods. And little sticks, threw bald when it mattered. That's for sure. And it's a where quarterbacks, you know, that's your true test. You got to go down the field. No, no, you're not just gonna get one of those little. You're not just gonna get one of those little field goals. You know, you're not just gonna get up to the forty yard line and be like, oh, I did my part. I got twenty five yards. No, 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 no. You got to go get down. A, you got to go get a tutty. You got to go get a tutty. Ninety two yards. Hard, hard to pull that off. It takes it takes some iron will there in that moment to get that done. A lot of processing you got to do in the moment to be on point. Who did it? And Nick, yeah, I agree. Lock it, uh, JSN and fan I don't JSN didn't have a drop, Nick. He was he's all of his targets he was he caught. Um, I think you're thinking about the DK drop early in the game that was low. Karrion says, the one thing I give Drew Locke is throwing in a triple coverage or to a wide open one-on-one. He's decisive and gets rid of the ball. He does. Not a lot of hesitancy tonight. He let it rip and he trusted his decision-making and and it was pretty on point for the most part. Johnny Delato, Gelato, defense won the game. You can score on the Eagles. Very hard to stop them. Got to give them a big tip of the cap for how they played, how they found their foot. Foot thing. See, Aloha says, go to two quarterback system. Egos, no problem. <laughs> Basically, that's why I'm saying that we need to take the Vikings out. They don't have a quarterback. So let's see right now. We've got, uh, let's see here, NFL. we got an update on the playoff picture here.
1: Let's go to the playoff machine. It's your machine. The playoff machine,
0: indeed, right now. Well, it's not updated yet. We'll have to see. I don't know how do the tiebreakers work right now, though. Isn't it conference? Isn't it conference record? Our conference record six and five. Uh, The Vikings' conference record six and five. So it become a division, then. Is that the tiebreakers? It goes conference division. I think that's the way it rolls. Oh, we need the Vikings to We need the Vikings to lose. They do play the Lions twice. Now the Lions are in a weird position here, though, because the Lions are ten and four. So they could lose this division. They got to win one of those games. But if we win out and they can just win one of those games against the Vikings, we get in the playoffs. There's your pathway right there. Pretty straightforward. I don't think space it'll be through the Rams. Like you're saying, the Rams' schedule is weak. The pathway is going to have to come through the Vikings. That's your, I think that's your game. That's your one right there. Um, the Saints have a 4-5 and five conference record. That could be impactful on this too as well. If Tampa Bay can come out with a win in that division, then we would overtake the Saints because of the conference record. Our conference record would be solidified at this point as we're likely to get one more win, which would put us at seven and five I don't think even the Saints can potentially get to that point. Maybe they can. It's complicated. Saints got the Rams. So there's your game right there. That's just what we want to see. They got to take on the Rams and the Buccaneers. Saints got a bit of a, that's a tough schedule for them going forward. And we're happy either way that game goes. So it comes down to the Vikings here. Those skull bastards are the key to everything. Damn it. Long live the King. I love your thoughts on Eskridge. Thank you for that donation. Let's just put him back there as the kick returner bare minimum. Let's get some impact, you know? Let's boost where we can boost. Let's, Let's shoot some of that Vitamin, A, B, C, D stuff in the veins. Let's give them some of that stuff that they give those people hung over in Vegas on the streets. Michael Venzier, Thank you for subscribing to the channel, Michael. Appreciate you for that. Linebacker, I'd say lock for most of the game in Gino in the fourth and two-minute drive. <laughs> A little split. Split on up. Split on up. Linebacker 54 says that slow move. Julian Love on the second INT was a chef's kiss from the off floating into it. Yeah, he got that toe just down. The first one comes down, then comes down the foot. Great job getting him down because you're you're flying in there at full speed. You're jumping to high point the ball. You know, you're just trying to think at bare minimum, keep this away from AJ Brown. I'm gonna have to kind of probably wrestle with him up here midair to get this ball. You go up midair, you find that is kind of still. Falling back, track backwards, just jump right in front of it. And then you got to get the feet down instantaneous quick. And he got him down. Great job on his part. He played a hell of a game overall. And uh, a guy that, uh, you know, in a safety room that's not earned their money. He's earned his money this year. He hasn't always, he's had some up and down moments. But overall, he's been a solid addition. Third interception of the season now. He's been good as a blitzer. Pretty good overall as, I think, a tackler. But uh, hell of a play there. Hell of two plays by Julian Love in this game. Scott Sports preventing the deep ball play was a big major fix in this game. It was. I think they showed that uh, Julian, uh, that uh, Jalen Hurts was, uh, what was he, um, 0 for 4 on throws of over 20 yards in this game, including two interceptions. Definitely a big key. Nick uh, Love and Newbin would be a nice safety duo. Add in James Williams for the third downs as almost a linebacker type player to specifically match up with tight ends or uh, just play the middle. I've heard a lot about James Williams. i got to do some looking up on him. I haven't had a chance to dive deep. I have looked at Newbin. He's maybe my favorite safety in the draft, Nick. So sign me up with Tyler. I love watching him play. And uh, with Julian Love and Newbin, you would be having guys that certainly could fit into a system where they can do everything you need the safety to do. Single high, two high, come down in the box. Both would have the capability of bringing that uh, to play, which would help you in a lot more in the unpredictable nature and how you'd like to maybe run the safety position. Well, just imagine having Spoon tonight and one, A healthy one. Spoon would have been great. Sam Hutchinson, uh, quandary dig, stepped it up today. I think he knows his time is about up here. I, I saw a good amount of effort of him. Nice to see him up more around the box at times in this game, able to maybe impact the game a little bit closer down there rather than just always dropping to supreme depth. But I thought he played maybe his strongest game of the season, did Diggs in this one. He was there in coverage. He was there in the running game. When he came up to tackle, he brought the guys down. Um, yeah, well spotted on your part. Thought he played well. Scott Sports, Reek get benched tonight. I don't know if it's benching or if it's as much an accommodation for the shoulder injury. You know, this is the, you can only be, the only people that can know are behind closed doors. Is Tariq Wollin not tackling well this year because the shoulder is going to require surgery and it's in just kind of bad shape, so he can't really wrap up? Or is it an effort problem? Or is it just like a little the shoulder's a little sore, but he just doesn't the commitment isn't there. It's a former wide receiver playing cornerback, and he just doesn't have the the want and the grit to be the tackler there. I don't know on that one. I I think it's the injury a little bit affecting things mainly. I don't think he's the best tackler anyway, being a position a player recent to the position as far as the change goes. But we'll have to learn about whether or not he has any kind of surgery at the end of the year. I think that will tell a little bit of the tale here. On like Spoon moved to more of an enforcer like Cam. Gets to kind of do a little bit of that as a sometimes in the slot in there. But moving around might be a smart approach going in the future. Johnny Utah says digs isn't bad. He's just overpaid. I think that's a good
1: summation of it.
0: Scott Sports, what has gone on with Reek? Is he hasn't been as good in coverage as last year, but he still has been good in coverage. Yeah, he's been overall solid, and he's been fine in coverage. His issues come into tackling, getting off blocks. That's where he's not on the field right now, I think, because of that as much as anything. But is the shoulder impacting him on that or not? I don't know on that. Lions Mania, Mina Mina Khan's a huge Seahawks fan. Indeed, she is. Mina's awesome. Uh, Lord Boom, Brandon, I will be the first to say it. Jalen Carter is a monster We would have been fine drafting him, too, laughing out loud. I'm glad we got Witherspoon, but Jalen Carter is a beast. Jalen's a good player. Jalen's a really good player. I'm happy with Witherspoon. I'm okay with the Hawks' decision. I think there's a lot that went into that process. I think they were um, thorough in their background check on both these guys and their outlook on both these guys. And I think both guys are going to be players in this league and two of the better players coming maybe out of this draft entirely. So, uh, yeah. I, I think he's gonna be a good player. But I'm happy with Witherspoon. Alexander Brandon, let's say Geno's hundred percent. Who do you want? Drew or Geno? I would go with Geno Smith. Remember, we've just gotten Abraham Lucas back in at right tackle. Um uh, and w- when you did do that, you had a game against the Cowboys where he's throwing for three sixty out there. Um I, I I do think they're kind of close together in what they bring to the table, but I do still have uh, my more favorable outlook to Gino if all things are being equal and health is all good. Always can be Gino as a shooting guard, playing point guard, locks a natural point guard. I like the comparison in that. That's awesome metaphor there. Uh, flip and jobs. I remember when Wilson had that thumb injury and Gino was playing well, back him up. Well, Wilson rushed that comeback and we lost 17 0 to Green Bay. Mm hmm. Yeah, he definitely came back too soon. Too soon.
1: Scott Sports, what's my thoughts on
0: Russ? <clears throat> I think that there's a lot of people that have a lot of support and love for Russ that sometimes get superseded by what really is seen on the field at this point in the player he is right now. Not in what he was, but if we're talking about the assessment of what he is right now in the field. Has he had a bounce back season versus last year? Yeah, he's had a bounce-back season, statistically speaking. Do I have a pretty firm belief at this point that the Denver Broncos are going to release Russell Wilson inside a week after the end of the football season? Yes. I do believe that that's going to happen. And if I'm wrong on that, I'll eat some crow and say, okay, Peyton saw enough to believe that this step forward he took last season in Wilson can continue to be built upon. And I need to relook at my outlook on this. I think I might be wrong with it. It's the way I feel with it. It's the way I, my outlook is with it. I think that he's tried to slide back into his old manners of, you know, playing. They doing a lot of under center stuff, a lot of play action from under center, uh, a lot of leaning into the ground game at times, then bringing safeties up in the box, taking your shots over the top. He's found some ability to flourish back into that role with that a little bit but again that is not a recipe of him that's not a recipe that's not that's not an outcome of him advancing in his approach you know that's not him now getting better as a quarterback being taken to school by sean payton and earning his doctorate degree that's him leaning back into the old so people are very quick to overstate this russell uh, you know reclamation as being one of proof positive that maybe in essence we might have if not lost the trade, it's more of like an even-steven deal when, in my opinion, no, it's not. And that will be exemplified by the fact that Russell Wilson won't be on the Denver Broncos roster two weeks after the season ends. Because you can say Russell's having a bounce-back year. You can try to drum, take a look at those stats as the bottom line, say, will see what the stats show and see they got these wins here. But the bottom line will come back to the fact that the Broncos will eat all of that dead money in order to avoid having him stay on the roster because the key point of it being a week after the end of the season is Russell is due more money. The big contract that he's already signed that's just kicking in, he's going to be due another increased roster bonus if he's on the roster a week after the season ends. Do the Broncos want to sign up to go pay Russ more money now? Do they want to further embed themselves in the Russell Wilson experience? I don't think they're going to. Could be wrong, but I don't think they're going to. And I've, I've felt pretty firmly about this for a while and watching it. It is good to see Russ do what he's doing. And maybe there's even a weird, as I've said, there's a twilight zone way that this could work. Where you have Carroll staying in Seattle, you have Wilson get released by the Denver Broncos a week after the year, and the Seahawks end up making overtures to, to Wilson to come back, uh, which I don't think is going to happen. But there's a bizarro world where I, I just I could see it kind of going down. T favor says that the loudest I've heard that stadium in five years, that last drive by Philly. Ooh, great to hear T. favor. You get us prime time and liquored up. We, we can, we got some, we got some opera opera level lungs out there in that stadium. Johnny Utah Diggs was just forced to make a lot of game saving tackles during the losing streak, which means everyone else didn't do their job. He's not terrible, but he's not playing up to his money either. No, that's a great way of putting it, Johnny. And that's the way I look at it as well. I, I don't have the same shade I'd put on Jamal Adams. I wouldn't put on Corner Diggs. But this is uh, as much about team building conceptually and smart way of putting your money. And is it smarter to be paying a top 10 free safety who's giving you bottom 40 impact or take that money and put it in the defensive line or offensive line or somewhere else on the team? always compete Penix or Nix in the third round. Michael Penix is not going to allow us. Neither of those players always compete is going to last to the third round. Bo Nix has a, has a ceiling in this draft of not getting past the end of the second round. And, um, in Michael Penix, I'm outside of there being some sort of medical red flag that pops up. He'll be a first round player and probably a top 20 player at that. Lord boom, Brandon, the experts have Daniels from LSU going to Seattle, probably. I could see it. I could certainly see it, Lord Boom. He's the kind of quarterback that Schneider certainly would gravitate towards. Is he going to last to our selection? We're now 7-7. Uh, seven and seven. I mean, we're more, looks like, you know, we're going to beat probably the Cardinals. I know I'm not trying to give us that win, but, you know, we're probably likely at least win one of these next two games. That puts you about 15-16th. I think he's going top 20, but all it takes is for him to run a 4-5-40 and have a great pro day, and suddenly he's a top 10 pick. The, the weird part about the quarterback assessments as you get into the draft on this stuff is guys get bumped up as you go through the process. Wester's that like red medical flag thing tends to be the way it is. And with Daniels, he's certainly going to be a guy that's going to go up in the first. He will go in the first round at this point. I don't know how high he goes yet. I don't have a firm track on that. Some of this is I haven't done the deep dive on these guys. But uh, he does look like a first-round quarterback at this point. Soviet Spies is draft offensive line, linebacker, cornerback, and re sign lock. I struggle on the re sign lock part, Soviet Spy, uh, because you do have to incur $17 million of dead money if you move off from Geno Smith. So if you sign Drew Lock to a one year, $6 million deal, and then you're moving off on the $17 million anyway, and Geno's going to cost you $30 million. You're really only saving eight million to move off from one to the other. It's not kind of like it would look on paper, where it's like Gino's first making thirty, thirty-one, and Drew's only making six. So, you know, is Drew one fifth the player of Gino? No, but it's not really that way because the dead money does factor into that
1: decision a bit.
0: But I'm good with the rest of your list. I love the rest of it. Eric uh, Knip, we saw a lot of lock tonight. I believe you're into a full week of practice, another game. I'm good with either way here. I'm I'm good good either way. Alan said, Brandon, I had my knife sharp, (laughs) fam. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, Henry Diesel, thank you for the $5 donation. I appreciate you, Henry. Russ was getting yelled at by Peyton this past game. Yeah, he's. Uh, it, it it speaks to I think a little bit of the level of frustration I can only imagine Sean Payton having. Uh, a lot of people had prognosticated to me at times that Sean Payton would be the perfect ideal coach for for Russell Wilson, and um, I think the if I were to make a guess here, and a guy that studied Russell Wilson's game considerably, the frustration that comes into play on this and and having to coach Russell is that. You can scheme something up to be open that should be on time, that's right there, make the throw, and and Russell will kind of double clutch that a bit at times and not go to that read. And uh, I know that situation's been talked about. Maybe it's on Peyton and maybe not, but it does speak to a level of frustration that I think Parley has set in with Peyton as he's gotten a clear understanding of what Russell Wilson is as a quarterback. And it's not that he's just outright bad as a quarterback. It's just that if you're going to try to fit him in the confines of a system and operate within a system and on time, there, he's not really going to give you that. And, and that's, going to, that's going to drive offensive coaches crazy. If you, had, if you had ever tried to pair, for instance, Mike Holmgren with Russell Wilson, as many people have talked about at times to me doing, I think Mike Holmgren would have been driven nuts by Russell because it's frustrating when I scheme something open. It's there. It's what we talked about during the week. It's right there. Now go hit the throw. And you're double clutching and trying to pirouette out of the pocket and improvise. And uh, I think that there's a testament to that. But that's also where I come into my bottom line on this being, Henry, that's after the weekends of the season, them looking to move on and cut at that point. That's Peyton saying, I'm not trying to sign up for this in the long term as an experience or embed myself further with this experience. I've seen enough to know what I need to know at this point. And uh, Russell is starting to get older. The athleticism that he was able to fall back on this year by getting a little bit lighter in the offseason and losing a little bit of weight is not going to be there forever for him as he's now moving in through his middle 30s and heading to the wrong side of 30s. And you are going to lose that extra step, so to speak. But thank you, Henry. I appreciate that uh, donation. And uh, hope you're having a good night, brother. Scott Sports, if you've watched Daniel's film, he plays a lot like a young Lamar. Yes, he does. I, I like his throwing motion, Scott Sports, better than Lamar. He's got a much more natural delivery. And yes, especially when he's doing that, running at full speed, come to a stop, get back up the full speed thing. He's got a lot of shades of Lamar to his game when he's like that, but as a natural throw over the ball, he, it ball comes much more better out of his hands to me than does with Lamar or sometimes Lamar just feels to me like a receiver throwing a football. Yeah, it's, it's coming out. It'll come out as a spiral. It will come out with some velocity, but it doesn't feel quite always natural. Brian Tabor says the Seahawks lost tonight. This chat room would have been <laughs> on fire. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, they would have been a, it would have been an angry, angry, angry place. I, I can't deny. I, I'm glad we got the win. As I said, I think the Hawk fans' base kind of needed this one just a little bit. We all could have used this one just a bit, you know? I'm sure the team could as well. Uh, Holy hand grenade says B what happened to the link at the end of the bleacher sport stream? You know what my, I, what happened was I usually prep up in advance and get the link pasted in. And, uh, I didn't. So I'm going to actually, um, you guys don't mind on this one. I'm just going to paste it in the comments. If you guys want to look for the, you know, the quick, quick game wrap up thing that I did, I did a little half hour. I've been doing this throughout the season, just doing a half hour, uh, deal over on the bleacher report uh i'll put this into the chat hold on give me just a second that's a great suggestion by the way i'd like uh if you guys can get over there and uh if you could show the love show show up over there give them the good stats from us because it helps me continue to be able to do this into the future uh I'm for... not asking you guys to head anywhere here but just that you guys go in there and show up, and it definitely helps out. So, put the link to the show there.
1: Let me paste. Let me let me pin this. Why won't you let me pin this?
0: Yeah, but there's a link in there to the show, and if you guys get a chance, you do have to download the app. But would really appreciate if you guys get a chance to do that. Uh, as it will. Uh it will definitely help me out with them into the future on keeping up this gig as I would love to do it. Beneficial. Very beneficial. Um, I'll also put that, if you're listening to this in post-game on replay, I'll put that down as well in the uh, comment section after the show tonight. But uh, yeah, well, I, I was kind of working on getting my computer fixed here for the last week. I've been in computer hell. So uh, I finally got through the woods last night, but that put me behind the ball on some things here on the other side of it. Scott sports is hard to know the truth, but there is no denying he did wonders for the Seahawks team. Um, uh, Russ. Yeah, for sure. And I don't want to feel like I'm, I know it sometimes feels like it's shading Russ. I have nothing against Russ personally, or I don't hate he's to be revered in our, our Hawk history. And he helped to get us a, a Super Bowl win. And, uh, you know, I don't want any of that to ever be overlooked. It should never be overlooked, but, um, you know, when it comes to assessing him as a player, as I sometimes have to do, I've got to put on the, uh, the analyst hat with that a little bit. And when you do watch a player for a good 10-year period, you get a pretty good feel about who he is, what he is, and what he can do, what he can't do. You know, and with Russ, I, I have a very good feel about who he is as a player. And he's still a player that can provide some value on the field. I could argue if you're going to pay him $50, $55, 60000000 million, that that's a different conversation. But I do feel like I have a pretty good view of at least who he is and what he does as a player. Darian says, Russ thinks even if you watch Harry Potter, you're going to hell because it's about witchcraft. <laughs> oh, Mr. Kane, too. Good to see my brother from another mother in the house. Jason Tudor, two factors in locks yardage, about 50 yards in PI calls that likely would have been caught. And two massively long eagle drives in the first. Fair points.
1: Very fair points.
0: Uh, Scott Sports, I don't care about. I don't know ab- about that. Alex Smith, he took Sierra's kid with future and was a true father to him. Yeah, he's been a good dad. Russ a good person. I don't have anything against him as a player. On it, I don't have anything against him as a
1: as a player.
0: Snap out of it. Says whatever. Niners want the first seed in the bye. Whatever. A Mr. Game Hawks Nest just made it. From the uh, game, voice is gone. Hell yeah, you did your part. People were just saying tonight it's as loud as they've heard it in a great deal of time, Mr. Kane. So you helped to galvanize that team to victory. But I knew that my family would be on chopping it up. Go Hawks! What a fun game. You know how I do out here, man. I love what I do. I love being with my people. I gotta, I gotta get a feel for where everybody's heads at, you know. But great job out there tonight, Mr. Kane. You brought it, but I'd expect nothing less you. I'd expect nothing less. Gene D's on uh, Drew Locktrain. train. He should says he says he should start every game. Mr. Kane says my account got hacked, so I had to update my payment option. A lot of a lot of that going on around out there, Mr. Kane. Head on a swivel with that kind of stuff. I'll tell you what, my passwords are about thirty nine characters long at this point. <laughs> I've, I'm entering in hieroglyph symbols to try to encrypt my stuff further. Have a great day, says Spaghetti. <laughs> I agree. I go Spaghetti over Meatloaf, too. Meatloaf is a useless option that should be removed from the human palate. Johnny Utah lock, it's fine, but but like Bobby, age is catching up. Still a gamer and plays with heart, though. Yeah. He's not prime lock anymore, and you've got GSN to sort of offload him over the next, I think, next year. I, I still think he's not one of those guys in the chopping block this offseason. But after this next year, Still can provide, though, a, 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 a part to this team, a helpful part to this team in rounding out that receiving core. And you have a good mix. you got your guys that can block and DK and, uh, and Jake Bobo. You've got in JSN and Lockett some route runners that can get open against corners that can't, can't cover those kind of players. Will Valdez, Brandon, if the Hawks finish 10-7 and 7 to make the playoffs, would you consider this a successful building season overall? The success is going to be based upon the update, evolution, adaptation, modernization of both the offense and the defense. If the offense is going to be stuck in a mode of where it's going to hammer A and B gap runs, and then it's got to take nine route shots over the top, that doesn't work for me. If the defense is going to refuse to ever blitz and continue to drop into soft zone coverage, um refused to essentially on both sides of the ball change their ways in the way that they talked about Will saying that they needed to change it two years ago. I'm just asking them to stay true to their word. That's all I'm asking Carol to do. Stay true to your hirings, stay true to your word, stay true to the updates that you yourself said you intended to make. If that's what I get to see off the end of this year, come 10 and 7, 9 and 7, 7 and 10. If I see that, that's the part that instills confidence in me. Because it is, to me, the coaching problem at the head of this. And that is the biggest problem at the head of the coaching problem. There are other coaching issues like undisciplined football, the use of timeouts, game management. Yeah. But that's there at the head of it. And so that's the part I really need to, to see to find myself the confidence. But I will give them through the full year to find that footing, even if it's to come at the end of the year. It's like, well, the last four games, they tightened down the zones. They showed a more of a willingness to blitz. Um you know, offensively committed to doing some more varied things, finding a way to feature in DK a more like, you know, these things I, I'm going to have a little bit more, you know, a little more confidence with it at that point. So it's less about just getting the wins or losses will and more about the pathway to getting to those wins and losses. Because there's been a little bit of a, a vein of how you've gone through your games this year, win or lose. And it's a process I haven't particularly always liked. Dog says, get off his groan, bro."
1: <laughs> a BP says, Brandon. Oh,
0: oh, sorry. Speaking of brand money. Uh Chris, a sort or no. Well done. See C- chickens. You did us a solid. Maybe we'll whip your asses again in the playoffs. Oh no. You get that confidence right now. I like that confidence. Confidence—they'll just have you drop in your guard just a little bit, and the second that guard drops, here comes the nut shot. I'm talking right between the two. Just—I'm going to separ- we are going to separate those suckers. It's a street fight. There are no rules here. Not in the playoffs. Gene D. Some uh, Shane calls some conservative run plays after we got a first down. And he needs to open up the playbook. That's some—that's the result. Things we're talking about less than the wins and losses. That's the thing I want to see here: a playbook that looks more akin to the what we see from the Rams and less akin to. What we had in 2017, 18, 19 as an offense. Mr. Kane's says, Hawks nest, what do you think of the play calling in this game? Uh, to uh, Gene D's point, I, I think that it was very conservative, not just in the running game, but also in their in their passing attack. I think that Shane Waldron was trying to protect Drew Locke from making those boneheaded throws that he has a tendency to make. And so he kind of kept him in a bit of the box. They finally let him out of that box at the end, Mr. Kane but that doesn't remove from the fact that that's where you kind of had him for a large part of this game. Now he did well within that, within that structure, Drew Locke did basically his job. Um, There are some parts in the game that I think we can still kind of go at with him and go, okay, this wasn't the best. That wasn't the greatest. This was a little bit off there. Not that these were huge imperfections in his game today, but that they were parts that we can't just look at and go, well, he just played really good in the box. He just did what they allowed him to do. There was also some points in there where there's some unforced errors and poor decision-making within that. Um, But overall, he played a fine game in that drive at the end. As I say in my title, Mr. Kane, I think that was a masterful final drive. Executed by Locke, picture perfect. His, His pace, his speed, being under control as he was, taking the time to read the defense, and then the throws that he made. All working just perfectly together there at the end. Abel says DK would reach 2K with Mahomes. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to overstate my argument too hard, Abel, but I thought it. I thought it. I thought it big time. Barry Satoro, thank you for the $10 donation. And thank you, Barry, for all your donations tonight and throughout this season. It's been very kind of you. It says, bro, Holmgren had a history of spazzing out over Matt's improvising. Mike would have either had a stroke on the side or strangled Russ on the sideline, Homer Simpson style. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Matt took three steps off script. Holmgren was not a happy camper. What the hell are we doing here today? What are we doing out here today? (laughs) Russ would have put him... Russ would have definitely put him in a cardiac kind of place. It, that just that that would have definitely not been you know Mike's Mike's game with it. And it's these these uh, you see it with Shanahan and Purdy, and that's why Shanahan loves Purdy. Is Purdy's operating his offense the way I tell you to do so? <laughs> right, do it the way I say. You know, they they look at themselves and understand that they're smart enough to to make it happen. By their intellect, by their understanding of the game, by their approach offensively speaking. Offensive, good offensive coordinators are just kind of wired this way. You know, a sense of maybe even you could call it a bit of arrogance, healthy kind of arrogance that you need to have in that offensive play card that operates that way. But if he's guiding his symphony, you know, and he's going through the strings and he's going through the horns, and then he gets over there to the drummer and he starts putting in a lot of extra fills. You know, every time he's going back to the drummer and he's going, you know, that's a little where you'll start to piss off the conductor. He's going to get a bit mad and start to maybe break his stick because you're, you're messing his thing up. You're messing his control. They want that control over the part of it. And uh, I think you've got to make the argument with Russ. That's why I think he was always a great pairing with a guy like Carol. That wasn't necessarily an offensive minded guy. Who could give a little bit of more of an opening to the improvisation? And that's why you got the top end out of Russell's career that you got, I think, at the in those teens when he at times could flirt with being an MVP candidate. Because Carroll wasn't going to try to, you know, rein in the wildness. He will lean into it. But most offensive coordinators, that's not how they're wired. You know, when when Peyton first gets in there, it's going to be a little bit of what he first got in there this year with Denver. Well, okay, let's see what he does best. Let's try to lean into that while we're also building him up on the stuff we want him to do within our game. But when he's not doing that other stuff, I think that's where those frustrations start to bear out a little bit in regards to, uh, in regards to uh, Peyton and Wilson, but that's hilarious. Yeah, definitely. And and Matt, I laugh as much Barry, because of course, Matt wasn't like the greatest of improvisers. Uh, as Holmgren once said about Matt, it's he's, when he tries to start to move around in the pocket, it's like a giraffe moving on ice. And, uh, and that certainly was true. So Matt pretty much was going to stay in his little box there in the pocket. But uh, when he would try to get a little spicy, because every once in a while, Matt thought of himself as Michael Vick, uh, that definitely would kind of send a little bit of a home into, you know, do it as it was called. Do it as it was called. Brandon Janus is glad to finally enter the stream after win. Hawks, baby. Hey, we got the dub. Let's go. Hockaholic, I was at the game, and it was an amazing finish. Well, Hockaholic, Mr. Kane, great job from everything I'm hearing in the chat as you guys did a, an awesome, awesome job in that stadium. It feels like we've had a little bit of a, a bounce back this year. i got to say, from what I'm hearing from fans that have been in the stadium and listened on TV and uh, being in there, that there's a little bit more of a feedback I'm hearing that maybe we're getting back to reclaiming a little bit of our breath in that stadium, um, impacting the game a little bit more like we used to do so. Johnny Utah says, it's just haterism. People are jealous of DK's 28-pack, so when he blocks too hard, the haters make it seem like he's the worst. It sometimes makes me wonder if it's that a bit of Johnny with a guy that has been so productive and good for you. He's having one of the best starts for a receiver in NFL history, if you look at him. I know it doesn't look like that because he hasn't given you that 16, 1,700-yard season where he's just dominated week in week out, but he just quietly is getting it done. Snap out of it. Brandon, have you worked on your Nick, Nick Cage impression? I've tried. Face off. I, I can't get him. He's such a hard tone because he's so... There's not that one thing you can go to. He's got a little bit of the, he's got a little bit of the California Cano thing going on. But then you start just sliding
1: into Kano. Whoa. I'm trying though. I try him out every once in a while. Alexander says people will be up all night
0: pissed at Locke threw the ball twice down the middle. Sorry, Pete boy. <laughs> Eric Knup, uh, to me, it seems lo- that this team responds better to Locke than to Geno. I wish we did less of the trick plays too. I think we should also look into a true left guard. We're of like mind, I think, uh, for the most part on this one. Um, I don't know on the Locker Gina one. I don't have a feel myself on that part of it. Um, But uh, sometimes, yeah, we do get a little bit too extra tricky when we can just straightforward beat the guys, what we want them to do. Left guard, to me, though, to your final point, is the most important thing of what you said. I would love to see that as a big priority target this offseason. I doubt you're going to be able to really get it done in free agency because I don't think I've seen anybody in free agency coming up as a left guard that's going to be viable outside of a guy that's really long in the tooth. It doesn't have a lot left to really give you as a player. But um, when it does come to going into the draft, Eric, there are some tantalizing options in the top 50 and a multitude of them at that and options that weren't as good of options as last year in the draft in the top 50. So uniquely suited in that way. And if they would make it a priority and go for one of these guys, it would be a very, I think, pretty safe pick to go after Pretty high level of floor that you're getting on all of these guys and what they bring. And some of them even give you some good positional versatility to being able to, in a pitch, play out there at tackle if you need, and as well left guard. So uh, I'm with that. Sign me up. right, says, I'm teasing you. Bro, don't die on the meatloaf hill. <laughs> I feel like that was a 70s hit. Meatloaf hill. Brandon Janice's pork steak, chicken, hawk served up some Eagle tonight, baby. Woo. Let's go, baby. Alexander says Gino's crotch is rocked. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, King Bomber, what's up, brother? Says, well, we won this game. So goodbye to tanking and we have to win out. This was the game that decided the rest of the season. If we won, we need to win out. If we lose, we need to lose out. But we won, so let's make the playoffs. We might have a chance if we can dodge San Fran. Maybe San Fran gets, you know, some one of those weird games the ball just bounces every funny direction. It's like angels in the outfield on a football field, you know. It's going in for the catch to Debo. The ball wildly swings away due to that San Francisco wind, sending it right into the hands of the waiting safety back there. But that's always why you say King Bomber, why they say you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. That's why I always say if I have a fighting chance, if I'm still in it, if I can throw a if I can throw one single punch from the floor, while my other arm is broken, while my ankles are flopping along and not even on the not even on their axis or whatever, on their rotation anymore, I'm I'm swinging that punch. We don't tank here. We don't do that here. Ikeen Bomber Jr. had no bad passes this game, not going to lie. There's <sighs> a couple passes in there. The throw to Charbonnet when Charbonnet's cutting across the field. He's missed him by 10 yards. The throw that's technically isn't, and I'll give it as a legit drop on DK. It's still a throw that's at his, at his feet. It should be up here. It's not a great throw. There's a throw DK on the post route at the end of the game where DK's got to dive and make an incredible catch down there to go make the play. Um, there's a couple. There's a couple. There's the, ground, the intentional grounding, which was kind of unforced and silly. But again, I don't want to make, seem like I'm picking apart Drew's game. He played a good game. He was, he was, he was fine for what, what, what they asked him to do. Grandizer 12, Brandon, congrats on the win. Um, it is a festive, festivus miracle. Seahawks won the feats of strength. Eagles can do the airing of grievousness. Ha! Hashtag, let's go 12. Well, we've had nobody come in from an Eagles fan standpoint to necessarily point to like officiating or anything else. I think they're taking it pretty solidly right on the chin and accepting it for what it is. But uh, we got it done, Grandizer. That's the bottom line. It feels good. Sanders champion, did one hear Carter's name tonight? Uh, He caught a flag, maybe. Can't remember. I'm not sure on the flag. He did get the sack on Drew Locke, which was the play where they challenged the play on Drew where he looked like he was able to throw it away at the last second, but uh, instead it was ending up being a sack. Let's take a look at his final line. I don't, To your point, I don't remember him showing up a lot in, in many other places in this football game. So, uh, yeah, Jalen Carter, one tackle, one sack, one tackle for loss, one quarterback hit. So, what does Charles Barkley call that? A double, a double, a, a, a quadruple single? We'll call Jalen's day. A quadruple single? Gave you a little bit of flash, but it certainly wasn't some dominant presence throughout the game that was like, see, you should have picked me. See, you
1: messed up. You don't messed up.
0: Rod says, hey, Brandon, you should watch the lock interview on live. That would be sick. Well, yeah, we might watch it here before we go. Uh, before we go. I got to make sure, Rod, do, if I do that stuff, I don't get my stuff claimed. So I got to always be careful. Usually I cut it up and chop it in a bit so I am not don't have the hawks coming in going. Argh. I don't think they would, but you never know. Uh, Gibson, need to play with a sense of urgency, eliminate the mistakes, establish the run, and take some shots down the field. I'd like to see that too. I'd like to see a little bit more, let's, let's let it rip, you know. Rodney uses Locke absolutely led the team today. He looked like a leader out there on those sidelines. Did a great job. Impressive performance.
1: Impressive performance for sure.
0: And yeah. how about Locke throwing that block for K-9? Not too bad. Gene D, are there any good quarterbacks who contracts up next year? Well, I mean, if you're talking about this offseason, Gene, you've got Cousins, theoretically, if you want to bring him in on his Achilles leg. That, uh, that's a possibility, I suppose. But um, nothing that I've looked at and seen so far that stands out to me as far as somebody that's a real, you know, that wouldn't be just merely somebody that you look at as a retread. Everybody's pretty locked in at this point. I mean, Jared Goff's contract situation with the Lions is maybe one to watch. Um Dak has kind of re kind of uh, reset himself there with Dallas. I think they're back to being okay with his contract. So I don't see much of anybody. Not going. Hearing the McKay says opera level lungs, laughing out loud, try heavy metal lungs, B. All right, heavy metal lungs. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> um
1: I take that back.
0: Radu says, did you mention already Willen was probably benched today from previous performances? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know which of it is. It, this is the hard part about the Willen thing. Radu, is, he, he's got a shoulder injury going on. Is it one that's going to require surgery? Is it preventing him from tackling? His main issue this year hasn't been covering. It's been really tackling. Um, And is just is it hampering his game overall? My guess is that it is quite a bit. I'm not saying it's an end-all, be-all excuse for him. I don't think he's already a naturally good tackler. It just sort of compounds the issue for him when he's got the shoulder injury going on. And that would give me a little bit of a layer of measure of patience for him on this. But the bottom line is it's probably better for him to sit if that's the case. You need more of the physical presence out there that was brought by Mike Jackson in this game. Taking on blocks, tackling, uh, just being more physical out there. We need more guys being more physical. And that's what we got in this game, I think. Benelli says just got off the rig. Go Hawks. Go Hawks, Benelli d 6 kj writes, hilarious. He calls out Seahawks players by name when we play like trash. He does. I like that about him doing that. He's embracing the analyst role that he's he's taken on, and that's what you got to do. KJ should have no chill. I'm glad he doesn't. He'll be a better analyst for it. And Kyrian, Michael, and Artie Burns played a great game. Great game. Brandon Janice says, Yeah, I'm pretty sure Quandary knows he's under fire. Decent game for him tonight. Yeah, it was. I think maybe the best game of his, the season for him. And Michael Jackson played with a lot of fire tonight. Great to see. Ian Z says, Oh my God, I'm so dang hyped. Let's run the table and win a freaking Super Bowl. I wanted to cry after winning tonight. Let's go. I love the energy, Ian. Let's go. It's a great win, man. Saved Maybe potentially saved the season or saved even some hope from this season. And it's a big win. Johnny Utah says, Carter tossed Bradford like a step kick. He's a beastly. Carter's upside is going to be big going in the future, and he's going to be a good player. He is. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Rapa says, you think the Broncos would draft a quarterback? I think Sean Payton's going to understand the value of an offensive line proper. It it was at the head of what you saw with them with Drew Brees is yeah, they always had Drew, and yeah, you always had a kind of assembly of playmakers on the outside. Never really the star, but a lot of guys that could get it done. Devery Henderson Marquez Colston and you go through the list, right? Joe Horn at one time. Always good guys, never the sensational guy. They'd always have kind of like that those Green Bay receiver kind of like receiving cores, absent a Devontae Adams. Um but what's always was at the head of the stack for the New Orleans Saints is that they trusted their offensive line and um, trusted that, that they were going to put the investment into it. They always would go into their drafts and continually can beef it up and add more into it. And if they lost a guy, they were going to go. If they lost a Teron Armstead, they are going to come back and take uh, whoever that big kid was that they took in the first round a couple of years, two years ago, to replace him. They're always putting that investment in it. And I think what Peyton's going to do is a little bit of a page out of the book that I always say is the proper way to go with this proper, which is that you get the offensive line in place first, you get your scheme in place first, then you go get the quarterback. You know, you get him in a position of whoever takes over, then as that rookie will be able to kind of handle the duties back there and take care of things in that way. Now, could Sean fall in love with one of these QBs and, and determine in the first round, that's my guy, let's go? Maybe. Or even the second, third round, maybe. I think he's going to put a little bit more of an onus, especially with the restriction of the first round picks they've had in recent years to probably building up a little bit more of that offensive line. It needs help, especially in the pass protection. They've got some guys that didn't have them playing too bad. Quinn Miners has really started to develop well for them, but it could use some help.
1: It could definitely use some help.
0: Team Barber says there could have been a few pi called and some unnecessary roughness calls too. There could. There could. I will give my... What I liked about the, the officials in this game when it came to the secondary calls is that they were consistent with it. So, you know, you, you were kind of letting things get a little bit free and clear for the most part. It was going to take a lot to draw a flag. And they were fairly consistent on that on the other side of the ball. You know, when Julian Love got that first interception as they showed on the replay, he technically gets his hands in there and gets himself a handful of uh, jersey. It didn't impact the play, um, but he did do it. But they were making those ticky-tack kind of calls out there, and at least they was on both sides of the ball pretty... All I ask for is, if it's not by the letter of the law, that at least you call it both ways. Equal, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, there was only... there was. Uh, Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox got a sack as well. King bomber. Technically two sacks, total Hawks with no sacks in this game. Uh, Winston says, why would the Broncos cut him? And then who's going to be the quarterback, Broncos quarterback? That's not, uh, there's not a lot of good ones out there. Winston, uh, they already told you who the certain guy is that they would go for as far as the release goes, because they signed, they're on this big quarterback contract that they signed to Russell Wilson and then they signed a two-year deal to Jarrett Stitham. They gave their backup quarterback, upper-level quarterback paid money, Winston, as the backup there. So Stitham comes in, he would take over for Russell Wilson this next year. Sean Payton would understand that he's going to have to clear the chamber as it is anyway, right? The dead money of Russell Wilson that you have to sustain as it is means you have to kind of just get through that a bit to get to the other side where you're then truly ready to be that competitor. You know I. I think that that's going to be a bit of his assessment and his outlook of it. So he goes with Stidham, drafts maybe a guy in the second, third round of this draft to come in and compete with Stidham. Doesn't mean that that's going to be the quarterback of the future at that point. I think look to get back that offensive line in place so that he can put an offensive line on point that can then allow his quarterback to flourish, which then can allow for his offense to flourish. And I think he's going to be driven. You know, he's been a good coach about paying attention to both sides of the ball, but I think more often than not, Peyton's going to be driven to want to create a good offense first and foremost. So um, that's why I think they're going to do that. And again, the key point on this, Winston, is that if he's there's a, there's a roster bonus that comes into effect on Russell Wilson after a week of the offseason, the first week of the offseason. If he's on the roster, if Russell Wilson is a Denver Bronco, eight days after the end of the season, the roster bonus kicks in, which means, Winston, the Broncos have to sign up for more money of Wilson. We're going from making it going to be harder than in the future to extricate themselves from him if that's what they want to do. So it's kind of a, that's decisions sort of drawn them that that's sort of making this more of the urgent decision than it would be absent of their no roster bonus. The money on the hook is the money on the hook. And you're just sort of making that decision on as it stands on those grounds, that roster bonus is the key part of why I think he's going to uh, be cut. Johnny Utah, I'm hoping we go interior offensive line, defensive tackle, linebacker, safety, three picks, uh, taking a Rattler or Pratt in the fourth. Uh, boy, I don't think uh, I don't think Rath- Rattler is definitely not going to last till the fourth. I don't think I could be wrong on that, but I like all of your suggestions, Johnny. Let's go. I'm with all those guys, Fred Ace. I like yours too. Yeah, definitely places where
1: we need to concentrate on.
0: Theo Brando, it says Titans win next, Titans next, we got winnable games coming up, got to win out to make the playoff run, possibly, gonna to have to win out, gonna to have to get two road wins, though, the stage is not set up badly for you to pull that off, specifically the Titans, I don't know if we're gonna get Levis, we'll see which quarterback we're gonna play, they're not necessarily been the best of teams this year, though they're gonna be a tough matchup, 10 a.m. on the road, ain't gonna be an easy one, uh, but then you've got the Steelers, who may or may not have Pickett as well, and certainly are as well, not having kind of having again another like like Titans a little bit up and down. Not necessarily the easiest of seasons going along so far. Uh, Roxanne Roll is in the house, and thank you for that ten dollar donation, Roxanne. It's great to see you. It says this game became an emotional roller coaster. If coasters had one long slow up toe. And one ultra steep drop and sharp twist left turn before a sudden stop at the exit point. And that's all it was, Roxanne. And everyone got off the ride going, (sighs) where everyone else in line's like, was it good? Did you guys, is it, are are they supposed to look like they're in shock and fear at the same time? Aren't they supposed to be smiling? (sighs) It was a little bit like that, right, Roxanne? She came out with the dub, and that's what matters most. And hey, we, this is what we've come to expect. This is Seahawks football. They're always going to, usually on games even, you're going to win. You're going to be on the edge of your seat. Ain't no easy wins out here in the Pacific Northwest. we gotta we got to make everyone sweat a little bit. Got to make them sweat a little bit. Thank you so much, Roxanne. It's good to see you in the house. Uh, thank you for reminding me on that, Barry. Please do, guys, if you like what you're listening to today, hit that like button if you could for me. Helps the channel grow. Helps me show up on the algorithm. YouTube likes those little clicky-clack clicks that you do. We're also trying to get ourselves to 15,000 subscribers. We're on the precipice of rounding 14.6, so we're almost within 400 away here. of Getting to the promised land, that was the goal this season, so you could help us get there by subbing up right now if you could. I would really appreciate that. I think this is also a really good time to mention the sponsor of this channel. They've been kind enough to sponsor us throughout this season, and that's Underdog Fantasy. You guys have been doing a great job of utilizing this code. You can click it at the top of the descriptions. lexing top of the description section below when you click that code you go to underdog fantasy and when you first sign up they will match you up to $100 of your first deposit when you use my code nest or just click that link and when you go through it'll already be in there for you that's all you got to do you get $100 in your pocket up to your first uh, up to $100 of your first deposit so $100 on me and you support the channel win 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 so uh please go and do that if you get an opportunity there are some restrictions that do apply here in the state of Washington But hey, if you found yourself here in fantasy where you've been kicked out of the playoffs and uh, you got nothing to play for anymore and some of the spice of the season is gone, you can go in there and still get in a weekly fantasy contest going mono and mono against other people. Maybe reclaim a little bit of your pride this year from your fantasy fallout as it might have happened. But uh, thank you to Underdog Fantasy for sponsoring the show throughout the course of this season. And thank you to you guys for uh, utilizing that code to the utmost. I've gotten some great feedback from them on that. And it's been hard because in the state of Washington, there are some limitations. But if you do go into a casino, you can use the full rights of the app 100%. Joey JP says, good luck to the Seahawks the rest of the way. As for me, I'll be in my nearest bomb shelter. <laughs> well, let's go. Proper, what if you just found out you're pretty with Locke? No, i am the open to it. I'm with it proper if that was the case. I don't think that's the case, but... I may, I'm, I'm open to it being potentially. JL says it'll be fun rooting for the Lions when they play the Vikes. Hopefully they can crush them. Just crush the Vikes. Both games, take them out of it. Take them out. Brandon Jones says, Purdy should not be the MVP. It's an effing outrageous. He looks like the inside track right now. Yeah, Jason, I think Lockett's is still doing fine. Grill I'd be surprised how bad Eagles are against the run. I'm surprised how bad the Eagles are against the run. K9 had more yards in the first half. It had more yards in the first half than the past five games. Yeah, they were able to open up some holes inside in there. And uh, the Eagles certainly don't always seem to be technically sound uh, as they've often pointed on to in-house. This has been some of the kerfuffle you hear from inside the Eagles organization is you've got some players kind of playing for themselves and not playing to their role in the defense and keeping their, for instance, gap integrity. And you probably saw a little bit of overrunning going on tonight, guys trying to do maybe a little bit too much, and uh, that leading to more open holes than there should have been for our Hawks' offense, but we took advantage, which was a great part of it. Uh, Bear with me one second here, folks. Be right back.
1: Check
0: it and see. E me, Niner fan here. I've never rooted this hard for you guys. It's kind of bizarre, but thanks for being, uh, thanks for helping us get the number one seed. Bang, bang. <laughs> Thank you all the Niner fans coming in tonight. You guys are uh, mostly, usually always respectful in uh, your manner and approach. And uh, look, we don't, and I can't say it makes us happy doing your, doing your dirty work. Doesn't make us happy out here breaking knees for you. Collecting your roles, but if it's what it takes for us to get the playoffs, then whatever. Got to do what we got to do. McCaffrey says, "Key Nation, I might be more likely to give it to him as an MVP than anybody else." It's hard for those running backs to get that kind of love, though. You got to have like a two thousand yard season and thirty five touchdowns. Robert says, "Purdy literally saved our franchise from the trade Lance draft. If uh, if you don't give it to Tyreek, who else? He dog walked the Eagles, Cowboys, and his entire division." I think it's just at this point, I think it, uh, it, it certainly is one that's hard for me to give up, but the, the, the production is the production proper. Right. And, um, you know, I think he's got a lot that helps him get to where he's going. And sometimes that's hard for some of us to look at the MVP and, and put it, uh, you know, um, it's hard as much to give him that, that nod on that. Um, and for instance, proper, just to be consistent on this, like, I'd probably at this point not necessarily go to Tyree Kill as the number two because he's going to be fighting through this injury and he's not going to get up to probably even over two thousand yards like it looked like he was going to. I think I might even be more likely to drive it to a guy like McCaffrey. Um, in that he feels like the most important part of the best that this this great offense that you guys are driving. But it's not to say that Purdy's been not really good as well. And if they gave it to him with the production he's put up, I mean it is what it is with it, you know. It it doesn't change my outlook on who he's a player, but you put that production up, you're going to get that nod a lot of the times, especially as a quarterback in this league. It's just kind of the lay of the land. Uh, says, I'm okay with CMC getting it, but it's clearly become a quarterback award. It has. I hate that it has though. Proper. I mean, it's you watch the way that you guys have used McCaffrey and leaned on him, and the amount of touches he's going to end up this year, and he still has remained dynamic throughout. He's a game changer for you in the backfield. He is what took that offense up to the next level as much as Purdy's ascent. And uh, I would just love to see it more given him. But, you know, I could see it them giving it to Purdy. I wouldn't sit here and cry a foul if it happened. Lord, boom, there's no way San Francisco can guard Miami. It's not happening. Miami is going to put up 70 on San Francisco if that's what they have to do to get to the Super Bowl. I don't know if Miami's going to make it happen in the playoffs, though. They got to get through a team like the Baltimore Ravens and you offer real tough matchups to make that happen.
1: Kevin O'Connell says the
0: 49ers are going to disappoint, no doubt, in the walk-off kicking and screaming. It's Super Bowl or bust this year for them, that's for sure. For sure. Since the San Francisco lost the Browns and the Ravens. Browns can be a tough matchup week in, week out times. Um, or boom, we be the Eagles. Though I don't think the Eagles lose any more games, to be honest. Probably not. I think their schedule is pretty winnable going forward. Well, Kevin says, I'm just waiting on CMC's knees to explode. They've leaned on him. I don't know. He's on, at one point this year, I think he was on t- pace for like 350 touches. I don't know if they've taken it off that pace, but it was pretty cray-cray. Mr. Kane says, at least the penalties were at league average versus the avenue of flags we normally get. That was a nice change. Team played controlled-ish. That's a good assessment of it, Mr. Kane. And yeah, this is a little bit more of like what you got to see was a true NFL game. It became, felt like more of a competition between the two teams rather than at times, as it has many times this year, felt like a competition between two teams plus the 10% of the officials effect. Uh, didn't feel that way this game at all well-officiated game, I thought it was evenly officiated, and uh, they did play a little bit more of a, with that too, Mr. Kane, to your point, a little bit more of a cleaner game as well with that than what we've seen recently. Red A's says, Purdy should have the first ever fully guaranteed contract, making upwards of 70 to $90 million a year. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's getting salty. Um, jason c says paid manning was saying at the half that the seahawks should stop throwing to dk metcalf laughing out loud that's weird yeah he had two targets i don't know what paid was seeing watching Red Aces, pay that man. It's expensive to live in the Bay. Doesn't he live with a roommate currently? You guys got to get him paid. They get him another cheap year after this, unfortunately. You can't pay him in those first three years. So they they can navigate these waters for now.
1: (laughs) Jason, see the many Eagle fans
0: on Instagram playing complaining about the refs? Oh, okay. I would expect usually when there is a a little discrepancy, if we're getting some calls, you'll usually get the alternative. You'll usually get the fans of the opposing team come more into the chat with that like, hope you guys enjoy your stolen victory. Hope you swallow that down nice, that poison, poisonous win you just had. Brandon Janel, Jake Browning looking good. Yeah, he was fiery on the sideline this last week. Love of seeing it.
1: How about Jake Browning?
0: Uh, King Barber did won't get benched. It would appear so as again, there was a little bit of a question on this of whether or not there's some of this that's impacted by the shoulder injury and making a little bit of his ability to tackle be impinged. Yeah. I think King Barber, your question about whether it's injury or play combination of both one impacting the other. I think the little bit of the tale of this will be, will be told out as we get into the offseason. And if we learn to come to find that that Woolens gonna have to have shoulder surgery and there's something really major he was trying to fight through, we'll know the truth on this one. But it is a little bit hard to read at the moment as to which is what and what is where with that. Certainly the play on the field factored into this, but where the injury comes into play on that I'm not sure. Alex Farias. I don't see how Jamal Adams starts the rest of the season over Julian Love after that amazing performance. Adam is just too slow now you got to shut him down at this point, Alex. I don't know if you have to outright deactivate him for every game, but I, I think at this point in time, he's just not bringing a net positive to the field. And uh, we've got to get away from a little bit of what I would call the sunk cost fallacy here with Jamal, and that when we put the two first-round picks into it, well, we've paid him all this money, we've put all this investment into it, so we have to stay committed to it. No, you don't. You go with the best option on the field. And I always say the Seahawks are at their best when they allow competition to be king. That's what helped to get them to the Super Bowl, was every man felt like he had to fight for his job. Nothing was given. And when you have even one or two positions where that's not the case, it permeates down, I think, to the rest of the team. As opposed to the alternative of what permeates down to the rest of the team, whereas even if stars can be sat, then that means everybody's job on the line, and you better play your butt off, and you better play your butt off, snap in and snap out. And I think in the long-term, King Bomber, Woolen will be fine. He's been pretty good in coverage this year. The tackling's been bad. The effort's not always been there in getting off the blocks. But I think long-term, he can be a player for you. Got to get him healthy. Got to get him to work on the tackling technique and get him to buy in from a commitment standpoint along with it. As, as you say, I think they can be, Woolen and Witherspoon can be a dominant combination in this league. Here he says, the worst thing we could do now is play Jamal because he needs a pass, a physical in the spring. If he gets hurt again, we will be on the hook for him. And we need to get rid of him for more depth. Amen. The time has come. Radu says, did you see Cross getting tossed on one of the plays? I believe it was Nolan Smith. Is Cross a confident future starter or maybe to look somewhere else? Could Cross play respectful left guard? No, Cross is your left tackle, Radu. That's where he's going to fit. He's not a mauler out there. He's more of going to be the the dancer out there. I I don't know if you want to call it finesse left tackle. But I think he can become one of your top six, seven left tackles in this sport. Will he ever be considered one of the best? No, but can he be that? Yes, he can. Um, he's had an. I think he's had an upgrade of a year this year from last year. I think overall you'll see that Radu borne out in his PFF rating, which will be a higher rating this year than it was last year. I don't say he's. I'm not saying he's playing at star level. There's still those plays like you say that are those bad plays. Um, and Nolan Smith can be a very physical player. Remember, with him coming off out of the. Uh, uh, even though he's a little undersized he was looked at as the best edge run defender coming out of last year's draft but uh, no i don't think that you'd be able to kick cross in because of that finesse aspect to the left guard because you need a mauler in there at the guard position you need a guy that can drive somebody off the ball and he's not that's not really as much his game the bomber i thought uh, damian lewis locked down jalen carter most of the game i would say he did a great job on him yeah Hearing says ESPN called Drew's game-winning touchdown the number one play for the weekend. Love it. Heck yeah, dude. Let's go. Great pick by ESPN and a rightful one at that. App, 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 put on that one. I love it. News and analysis with Arturo. Go Seahawks. Good to see in the house. Reduce is ass still a top 10 pick in the draft. Would attest, expect a little better performance in my eyes from Cross. Seems maybe average and maybe even below average going against a top tier. Pressure. We'll see where he finds fits out at the end of the season. You know, he's a very member too with Emraadu. He's a very young guy coming out, twenty-one year old kid coming out. I think he's not even twenty-three years old, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, let's see where he develops into. But I do like his upside, and I think he's going to get there to it. Kevin O'Connell says, "I think Brandon's next shirt idea for merch is he can I get a can I get that timeout back? <laughs> it's a great idea, man." I could custom up this stuff now, however I want it. So it's like any ideas in play. Wayne Wilson, Seahawks are a fully underrated organization for developing quarterbacks. They have two starting quarterbacks in the roster and were, that were given up on and they turned them into good players that can start. Well said, Wayne. Part of, I think, some of the positive environment you get fostered here is definitely going to be helpful to quarterbacks and getting them in the right headspace to be uh, productive. Wayne says if uh, Locke lock proves himself the rest of the season, and makes playoffs. Seahawks can trade Gino for picks and resign lock and draft a quarterback later on the draft. I love the inventiveness and in your imagination in your approach there, Wayne. I don't know if Gino's is going to drive a lot of value on the open market as far as trade, if any value at all, because he's going to carry a, a pretty heavy base salary and that you have to sign up before as a team, if you do move him. But, um, Man, you never know anything's possible at this point. Alexander Pumpkin's out. She's out. She's exhausted, man. That victory took her through an, emo- took an emotional toll on her, as it did on all of us. Tony says 80% of pretty plays are Debo and friends getting open for touchdowns or yaks. That's the part I see a lot of these highlights. It's not pretty out there doing amazing things. He's doing what his job is supposed to be, and he's doing it well. Um, and he does a lot of the smaller things at the quarterback position that aren't as noticeable of having a big arm that can just hose it on out or whatnot. A lot of it's kind of subtle stuff. But it's it's you got guys that get a lot of separation. You get guys that do great with the yak. You got Shanahan who schemes it up brilliantly. Go and look at even a couple of these highlights this last week of these four touchdown throws. It's like one of them he has McCaffrey wide open by 30 yards on blown coverage. Another one he throws over there to Debo Samuel in the flat where Debo basically can moonwalk in. He's got nowhere near him. You know, is that, is that uh, Purdy being sensational MVP level player? Or is that the scheme, the players, you know, and then him making the, the right pass? Wayne Wilson says, wish people would stop being so mad at Jamal. He's a huge part of the mentality of this defense. And without him, when we lost Nwosu, no run defense till Leonard Williams. I don't know, Wayne. I, I do feel like there's some players that have, uh, uh, you know, where it's not always fair that the, uh, the heat that they get, um, I will give you that on at times. I don't know what Jamal, I think it's, it's certainly a place where you feel bad for him with the injury situations that he's had to deal with. I don't know if that, uh, if that mentality that he's bringing to the table has exactly bled over as much as you say. I don't know if I've seen a lot of proof for that. And when it comes down to it beyond his, the mentality he brings to this defense, it's the play that he brings to this defense that's the people's problem, Wayne. And that you're paying him as a top five safety and he's not getting you a lot of productivity for that top five level of play. And he's been injured very often outside of this poor level of play right now. And it's it's not just a one-year thing we're seeing as far as these kind of issues all going together. And so that's going to sour people on players when you're being paid like that and you're struggling all these weeks now, does he have a good reason with the injury situation and probably still not being at close to 100%? Yeah. But you got to make a choice this offseason as it stands, Wayne, in the respect of you have $2 million of functional cap spaces as it stands right now for the 2024 cap. Somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to go. And the biggest place that you could save the most maximum amount of cap space is by making Jamal Adams a post-June 1st designation. That's going to save you $16 million. As you're sitting on $2 million of cap space right now, you could save $16 million of cap space on the 2024, draft, on 2024 uh, salary cap by moving on from Jamal. And so it's a big part of the, this discussion at play, and it kind of has to be, especially for the reasons if you want to, that guy you mentioned, Leonard Williams, you want to bring him back. You want him back in the fold next year. You know? Winston says the refs let him play mostly. DK got a favorable call in that fourth down to keep us in it. He did. You can definitely see on the replay, the, the, the corner does hook him around the waist, which is going to draw the call. But with that, to your point of Winston, the officials had kind of let them play throughout the course of the game. But that also maximally impacted that. Kevin O'Connell, Leonard Williams is killing it, man. I love the addition that he's bringing to this defense. Love it. Alexander, Mr. Bayless is a Hawk fan tonight? Probably. I'd say so. Winston says it wouldn't be the internet if everyone didn't go to the other team's chats and declare their win illegitimate. No, it would not. It is part and parcel what you get in this game. That's for sure. For sure. The bomber, uh, Woolen's tackling wasn't terrible last year, so the injury has to be part of it. That's my guess as well, Bomber. I think my suspicions on this is that we're going to get a report after the year that Woolen's going to be due to have shoulder surgery. And that it's impeded a little bit of his development as a tackler. He is a bigger guy out there. He's got a, he's got the bot, the size to do it. It's going to take some time to work on it. He is new to the position. I'm not ever going to say he's going to be an amazing tackler, but he can certainly improve on that. And the coverage has been pretty good on the other side of it. Francie Dickinson, thank you for subscribing to the channel, Francie. Appreciate you for doing that. Uh, Garth Knight in the house. What's up, Garth? Good to see you as well. He says, I'm happy for the fans. Uh, I'm happy for the fans that the Hawks won, but I gotta say, a loss with a fire and brimstone stream to follow would have been epic. It's gonna be biblical. It's gonna be biblical, gosh. It's gonna be... I'm trying to do my... It's gonna be biblical. It's gonna be biblical. You guys know that actor I speak out of the side of my mouth with an Irish tone. It's gonna be biblical. But... uh Yeah, there probably would have been some fire and brimstone if we came out of this loss, uh, five straight losses and uh, not being able to stand, not even toe-to-toe, but not even able to get off your knees against some of these tougher foes. But nonetheless, love seeing the win. Love that we still got something to fight for this season and this thing is not over yet. The fat lady ain't a-singing. And that feels pretty damn good right now. Thank you, Garth. Appreciate the donation. Great to
1: see you in the house tonight too, man. (laughs)
0: Steven says, Brandon, I tend to agree. Thank you, Steven. Wayne, I see what you're saying, freeing up cap for other players and, and uh, players. We need to resign. I just would hate to see someone like Eagles grab Jamal and uh, be a beast with him. Um, to your point on that, Wayne, let's, let's walk through this on a couple of different pathways because it's kind of like, sort of like both things can kind of be true and right. It can be true and right that you have to move on from Jamal because you got to make decisions to address other places and other positions. But it can also then be true that Jamal now, one year removed from that major knee surgery, and that instead of it being just one year that it took for him to come back and be at his full strength, it instead was going to take two years. And therefore, the team that he goes to next is able to then get more of a Jamal Adams that's closer to the player he was maybe a little bit as far as the player he was with the Jets. What I will say to that, Wayne, is one, if I'm a general manager in John Schneider's shoes at this point, that's a risk that I feel like it's it's worth taking. Understanding where my cap situation is, perilous as it is, understanding the places on this team I need to address from a personnel standpoint. Number two, there's no guarantee he does get back to to that old footing. This injury has costed a lot of people, Wayne, their career. They never got back to the same. They were never that same player again. And I don't hope for this on Jamal. The third and very important part of this wheel, Wayne, this part of the wheel that, again, doesn't have anything like the injury situation is really not reflective on Jamal, is use. You can trade for a player like Jamal, but if you're going to put him in in unfortunate positions or in positions that don't allow him to succeed or you're not going to utilize him best, then you're best to then also just move on from him. What I mean by this, Wayne, is you go to draft him to be the guy he was with the Jets, and you've put him in kind of some other different roles than what he did with the Jets. You're blitzing him at lesser rate than you blitzed him with the Jets this season. And that's with him coming in the door in that first year and setting that sack record as a defensive back. So you're not using him right as the other part of this. And again, it's unfortunate that you haven't used him right, but I also don't think that next year they're magically going to start to use him right the light bulb will suddenly go on and go oh okay now we got to start blitzing him. it blitzing goes against a coach against coach carroll's pedigree and his philosophy so you're really not ever going to lean into having him do that and so you got to kind of at that point i think cut cut bait and and call it a day and you know move on to to greener pastures at that point and if he goes and finds success elsewhere then you know so be it on that uh lesson lesson kind of properly maybe learned on this one but it's a tough uh it's a tough decision on this one it's It's not just the factor of where he is as a player or where he could be next year. It's also that factor of the cap and his big cap hit that he does incur. Brian says, you're still on? Awesome. You know how I roll, Brian. You know how I do. Brandon says, Bobby in coverage is a no-go. Ha-ha, right? Good Lord, he looks, well, quite slow, to phrase it nicely. Yeah, I think Bobby's not able to move as well in coverage. The, the coverages we call are also silly, though. I mean, the, the, two, the two third downs early in this game, you have a third and, uh, what was it, a nine? So the linebackers t- drop at 13 yards of depth, and later on you got a third and six or five on that drive. They drop into nine or ten yards of depth. You're dropping them at times into these zones and then leaving everything up in front at the sticks. You're kind of making it easy on these offenses when you do that. But I'll give it to you. He's not, he's not you know, definitely a couple steps slower than what you probably had prime Bobby, that's for sure. And, and the end is definitely coming down the line probably for him. Hawks could do a better job, I think, and he could embrace a little bit more, I think, of being flexed out at times defensively. So you could get the better personnel on the field in those moments to not have get, uh, to get gashed in that way. But Bobby's been overall a, a positive to this team on that defensive side of the ball. Let's let's make sure we get that straight with this, is that he's been an aiding factor on this defense this season. He's not been the failing component of this defense. The scheme's been failing. There's been players that have been failing. Bobby's done his part for what we hoped he could bring this season at his elder statesman age. Big Money Sonny says, Dude, thank you so much for being the Eagles. Salute to the Hawks. Best. Hey, our pleasure. It's make us feel great that the Niners are so happy that we did them a favor. I'm going to say it's, it's kind of making this win. Something's in my mouth a little bitter right now all of a sudden. <laughs> not, not happy about this. Not happy about this. Jimmy says, uh, wide open CMC touchdown, pretty escape pressure up the middle uh, if you watch the play. He did. He does a good job of escaping on the play there. He also threw the threw the ball there and, and wasn't able to get the ball on time where McCaffrey falls down. He's so wide open he can fall down, relace his shoes, get back up and then walk backwards into the, for a touchdown. He's so wide open on that play. But again, that's that's why I say it's that Purdy's not he's played good within that. But is he doing something sensational to make that happen, or is it more on the back and driven of of the talent around him? You know, it's, it's a bit like the stat that I often go to from last year, which I think is exactly going to bear out this year for you Niner fans. And it's one which I don't think a Niner fan can really argue against this. Last season, you had three players in the top 15 in the average separation they generated on their routes run. Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. Three in the top 15 generating all of this space as far as in separation in their route run. You then comboed that with the fact that the San Francisco quarterbacks got the ball out of their hands in the fastest time in the NFL at 2.6 seconds last year. So let's put those two together. Getting the ball out of my hand incredibly quick, so I'm not really going to have any pressure in my face. There's a guy creating a ton of instant separation, makes my job considerably easier. Then let's also factor in that aside from those three guys, he's also got Christian McCaffrey back there doing what he does and bringing the separation he does on routes when you throw it to him. And so that's a big part of this for me when I look at Purdy that you can't just like go away from. These guys generate the separation. You get the ball out of the hand quickly by the design of the offense. This stuff goes to structure and it goes to the talent around him a little bit. It's not to take it all the way from Purdy to say he doesn't have his part in the success, but it is to say that he's being put into a really good position for success with this offense as it's structured. Rodu says, how is the Chase Young trade looking compared to Williams performance-wise? I think Chase Young has given them some good play over there. And Williams, I think they've given really good, I think both teams are very happy from their standpoint on the, what they've gotten back from the player. I think Chase has like a couple sacks there, sack and a half. I think he's been pretty active for them. Not a game changer, but he's been solid. And he keeps the rotations good with Gregory. Kyrian Leonard is a must sign. Must sign. Um... Got to do it. And I don't know about Draymond either. I would keep Disley because you are going to lose two tight ends. It'd be nice to have at least one in-house we can rely upon. But um, you got to get Leonard Williams back in-house. The big cat has got to return. Brian says, uh, Jamal benched. Love with two picks. We know Jamal ain't making. And in the big moments, Jamal's just a hype man. And I'm happy to have a real safety actually play the position. Thanks, Pete. Good call by Pete on the benching. Needed to happen. Smart move there. Lord Boom, nobody knows how to throw the ball to Seahawks players better than Peyton Manning, so maybe we should listen to what he has to say. <laughs> and King Bomber, in regards to Draymond Jones, I'd agree with you in that he's not living up to his contract. Um, I would offer to you with Will Disley that he's done what you've asked him to do. Um, he's a complete player. If you look at him by his PFF score, I think he's a top, he might be even still a top 10 tight end in the sport. He does everything really well. He run blocks well. He pass protects well. He catches the ball well. He, he's, he's good as far as getting open. We don't do a good job of featuring tight ends. Um, if we had more of an in-house tight end that was here, I might be looking more ably to look to move on from him. But I think in the money that you can clear, as I was presenting a couple of days on the, show, on the show a couple of days ago, the money that you could clear off the books with Jamal Adams, Andre Diggs, um, Brian Monet, Nick Ballore, Dwayne Eskridge, that's going to clear plenty of space to go out there and make any of the moves that we want to go out there and make at that point without having to really cross necessarily the Disney Bridge on that one. Jim Rhodes says, can they make a run to the Super Bowl for real? It's going to be hard. There's not a lot of uh, NFL history of a team at this stage turning it on. Has it happened? Sure, it's happened. Teams can get hot. And uh, what's always most important in NFL season beyond even maybe necessarily your final record is to play your best football at the end of the year. And if this team can find over the course of this next three games some kind of footing of consistency on both sides of the ball, they can make that kind of run. But it's going to be damn hard. They're going to have to go on the road, Jim, on the road on all of those games. They're going to have to play a a variety of different tough opponents to get that done, including this Niner team that's taken them for five straight games over the last two years. So, uh, yeah, it's possible. But the odds wouldn't be necessarily in our favor, certainly. Herian says the Brown, Trey Brown had a pretty uh, strong game today. Had the toughest matchup against AJ and held up largely. Yeah, I think he was, he was solid out there for the most part. A couple of completions gave up, but he wasn't, he was fighting. He was dogged. King Balmer, I w- uh if I could just take Draymond's contract and give it to Leonard, I would. Yeah, the team just might on this King Bomber. You can technically, though, you do take on some dead money with Draymond's contract. You save cumulatively five million dollars off the cap, so you could at least take some of that. You know, Brandon Janis is Sean Connery. Sean Connery's a little bit more. Undo your boomish many Penny and I'll come over there and get to know ya. He will go a little out the side of his mouth, but I was thinking of uh, it's the it's the Butler guy, right, or whatever his name is, the the guy from Three Hundred, you know. Ish. Tonight, we dine in hell. I don't do a good one of that one, but he's got that that movie where he's, it's going to be biblical. Biblical. He rolls it off his tongue. I read Ace. I agree. Draymond's not exactly being used to his best skill set. They're trying to have him fill a hole there at Edge. It's not the best. Karrion says, let's say Jamal Adams is still a good player. Best case, he's not the type of safety the Seahawks scheme demands and isn't the type of safety we, we know how to use. He doesn't, have zone, he doesn't have zone skills. Yep. All well said. All things that I think are a big part of this, this puzzle with Jamal to consider. Uh, you can get say that you could, you could scream and shout and say, well, they should use him better and they should do this with him and they should do that, but there is that. Are they willing to do that? No, not really. Well, then you got to kind of move on because you're not going to use him right. Winston says Adams didn't really do anything wrong. Some commenter can dish it out and rip him for years but can't take a little joke. <laughs> yeah, people are sensitive in this day and age, aren't they, Winston? And uh, one reason I didn't get super over the comes to Jamal, I'm not I'm not going to freak out on the uh, the te- the you know tweet or whatever that he had that that had people up in arms. It's all about on the field for me and it's as you say not anything really about Jamal necessarily doing anything wrong. The man's body's been broken apart here since he's come to Seattle. That's not really reflective on him. Um, he's got his freaking fingers fused together. Um, he's definitely not at 100% this year. And uh, we don't use him right. You know, It's not all his fault, but it does make it something that is at a point that just isn't working. Dino says, Goodwin now need three more. One at a time. Smoke him if you got him. Go. Karen says the Seahawks scheme coverage demands a safety that has elite coverage skills above everything. We don't put safeties in man. We don't blitz corners and safeties much. So everything Jamal does well, we won't do. You guys got it. You guys are seeing it clear in my opinion as well. Dean Bomber says basically everyone on the roster that's not a rookie on a contract or set to be a free agent needs to go accept Metcalf, Lockett, DK, Jaron, Love, Dixon, and Myers.
1: I'd add Williams in there too, King Bomber. Leonard Williams would be a guy I'd put in there. But I'm with
0: that. Oh, you got that on there. Okay. I'm with all those guys. Jenna, Bobby, Wags. Yep. I'd bring back Bobby again. i try to get him more into a fitted role. But we got to get a couple of middle linebackers this offseason. Certainly don't like the idea of trusting, let's say, two, two rookies to start things off next year. Yeah, I'd like to bring Bobby back too, King Bomber. I think he's a net plus in what he's bringing to the team. And you could definitely fit him more into a role next season and try to pr- remove him at times from those coverage situations we find him in. But nonetheless, I've, I've been very happy with what he's brought to the team. And if they brought him back again on another kind of low-end deal that you could bring, good bang for the buck, sign me up. Devin Bush wouldn't be bad to bring back either. I think that'd be good. And Achenna would be a huge red. His, he was a big loss this season, really seemed to kind of slightly break the back of the defense when he went out. Radio says, Hey Brandon, could you see Nwosu back in time for the playoffs or is he confirmed out? If you know something about it, I know nothing insider about it. I do know that there was a little bit of wondering on Uchenna's part, if he could not maybe get back by the playoffs, if um, they did get to it. So we've heard no updates from Uchenna Nwosu or that situation up until this point. Don't know where it currently stands. Uh, the timeline would be a little bit fast for him to pull back that quick. But uh, look, we're seeing Aaron Rodgers out there with the magical, I mean, if the Jets had been in this playoff hunt, you'd have Rodgers back out there with the, uh, back from the, the, the torn Achilles. So medical signs may be speeding up on this stuff. And yeah, he did tear his pec. as well, and considering being a rush linebacker means you're pushing people a lot he's done for the year. Probably a good chance of it. Daniel says, I feel like we have an equation on third down where we drop to depth the amount of yards they need plus five yards, and they wonder why everyone converts their third down is on us. That's what I see as well. It, they, they showed it clearly on a couple of the all 22 shots from this game where you're just seeing the linebackers drop to that depth. The sticks are right here. We're dropping to here. And yeah, you are seeing a considerable amount over the course of this year. We keep expecting for that pass to be thrown to that coverage area where quarterbacks are not really challenging. And that's what I often say that frustrates me so much about this coverage and this defense is that you're, you're covering places that, that you shouldn't be out shouldn't be trying to defend because offenses aren't really trying to challenge you there. Brandon says, uh, yep, yep. Love Bobby Wagner. Good point. Schematics have not been favorable to my guy. Just uber obvious how slow he is now. Not throwing a significant shade in Bobby's direction just a little. No, it's all fair, Brandon. It's all very frail. Empower Code, how you doing, man? I think people are pretty hyped up tonight. Good to see you. Don Don, what's up, my dude brother? This is Brandon. All marry everything and go Hawks. Marry everything, everybody. Happy holidays to everyone, Gerard Butler. There we go. It's gonna be. It's gonna be biblical. It's gonna,
1: it's gonna be biblical. biblical.
2: It's gonna be
0: biblical.
2: It's gonna be. It's
0: gonna be biblical. <laughs> I'm just gonna spend the next hour doing that. <laughs> oh, surf's up! Eight oh eight. Seahawks had a super awesome game. Let's keep that motivation up and on to the next. Go Hawks! Let's get to the playoffs. Let's do it, surf. Do it, Alan. Back in the house. What's up, Alan? Can you mom everything rolling over this season? Can finally put this team on its course with a Carroll team or not? It's all we want to see, man. No matter who it is, how it is, what it is, just get to that spot where you're on course. And you can feel when you're on course, you can feel when you're off course. Too much of the season, we felt more to the latter than the former. Brandon Janis, Alexander's like Al Pacino's rant from the devil's advocate. What is God really? He's an absentee landlord. I'm the last great humanist. Call me dad. So many names. Great it's a great Al Pacino performance then and, and the and the monologue at the end is uh is just great. Hold on I can type let's see if I can get it up here.
1: find the monologue. I'll do it. I'll do it right now.
0: God. What is it? God. Well, I'll tell you. Let me give you a little inside information about God. He likes to watch. He's a prankster. Think about it. He gives man instinct. He gives you this extraordinary gift. And then what does he do? I swear, for his own amusement, his own private cosmic gag reel, he sets the rules in opposition. It's the goof of all time. Look, but don't touch. Touch, but don't taste. Taste, but don't swallow. I love that. I love that monologue. such a great monologue. Trying to sell piano. Come on, son. JGB says the last time the Eagles beat the Hawks, Donovan McNabb was the quarterback. Crazy stat, crazy stat. And Donovan beat us well on that day. I remember that was a tough day. If I don't, rem- if I, if I'm not mistaken, J JT, I believe that that was in Husky Stadium, and uh, that was a brutal affair. Okay, that was that was not a fun. That was not the fun times right there. It was not the good times. Winston, I do like his honesty instead of some pre-written apology and Adam says, when others go low, I go lower. No, I'm okay with it too. I don't, you know, it's fair game. If the reporter's going to put it out there, you might have somebody say it back and, you know, that's that's living life on the online world. We're all potentially subject to it. It's part of why I don't have a girlfriend. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Alex, what would you say your macho man Randy Savage is better than your Hulk? Would you say your... Uh, would I say my Randy Macho Man is better than my Hulk? Oh, yeah. Man, let me tell you, brother. I, I can do a, I do a middling uh, Randy Savage. I do, a, I do a bad Hulk Hogan. Come on, brother. I, I can't get the Hulk. gets too low with it. Uh, Brandon Janice, says, Brandon, you're, you're funny brother. No offense, though. I don't think you do the best Gerard Butler impression. No offense. No offense taken. It is bad. That's why I keep repeating myself, because I think I'm going to land it on the next one. It's going to be biblical. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be biblical. Radu says, Brandon, how bittersweet would it be if somehow we make it to the Super Bowl? Yes, we make it to the big picture, but now we're probably stuck with Pete for a while. <laughs> hey, man, it's a Super Bowl run. And um, I don't know if you get to a Super Bowl just on sort of like, magically getting there you know you know like uh you know radu like you uh, this team got injured in the first round and then you you got to the second round and they're missing their quarterback and then you got the third round and you just kind of like had a couple balls bounce your way like you're gonna have to earn your way to get there and if they've earned their way to get there then then that's gonna embolden me some faith and and that would sell me back to coach Carroll. it would i think uh, because i think you can't just get there by that that method but uh yeah i mean even a playoff run at this point might pull off and do that very same thing yeah, Brandon Janice says, way better at Pacino. Ha ha. Damn good, sir. Thank you, Brandon. Gina's one of the ones I, I'm getting a little bit better. I've been, I've been working on Pacino a bit lately. I think I'm trying to get that down to, to those same place we got walking. Because I love doing Pacino. What do you want here? What do you want here? Team just doesn't make sense how good and bad this defense is. Eagles offense put up 30-plus points in the Bills' D, which allowed like 15 points to the Cowboys, to which our D allowed like 40. It's the circle of life in the NFL, King Bomber. It just doesn't make sense. And you know, it's, NFL's a matchup game. Different teams, different parts, different strengths. But we've also been highly inconsistent, which is, to your point, the head of this bit. That's kind of the big, big elephant in the room. Right, so Chenna was a big... Big for us because he constantly set the edge and allowed more freedom for Boye Mafe. Plus, we didn't get to see him with the big cat. I love Uchenna and what he brings. And you felt his loss this year, which is just, I think, an example of that to your point. Um, He is a guy that's part of the future with this team. Um, It sucks that he went down. He should be able to recover from this injury fully. And uh, luckily, it's not a lower leg problem. But he gives you max effort. He is a, a vet's vet. He knows this game. He's played a lot of football, but he's not super old. Uh, I like Kuchen and what he brings to the table and, it's, and we can't get him back fast enough. Alexander says that brand and great one, absentee landlord. I love my Al Pacino, man. I'll do the whole speech, guys. I'll do the whole speech. You know what I mean? I'm here on the ground with my nose in it since the whole thing began. I've nurtured every sensation man has been inspired to have. I cared about what he wanted. I never judged him. Why? Because I never rejected him. In spite of all of his imperfections. I'm a fan of man. Such a great written dialogue. Uh, it says, uh, Daniel says, man, I went to Dave and Buster's for Monday Night Football with some friends. They got bottomless chicken wings for $24 and solid quality. They also throw in a free $5 game of tokens, been in food coma hours later. Oh my God, you would eat yourself in a food coma like that, wouldn't you? Bottomless chicken wings, holy crap. Especially you get these long prime time games that go nearly four hours. You're just, you're gnawing on <laughs> chicken the whole time. <coughs> uh, King Bomber says, I'm usually with you Brando, especially on the Metcalf situation, but if you go low, then I'll go lower is ridiculous. If you're attacking the reporter, fine, uh, do what you want. He attacked you, you attack him. Um, I'm always a consistent guy in this King Bomber. Um, and I will certainly acknowledge that this may be a personal failing in me. But as you know with me, I just, I can't fade the funk on it. I, I have a, it, it takes a lot for me. I look around at society today and I think that there's a lot of, and I'm not saying this is what you're doing here, but I see a lot of sensitivity, you know? a lot of people getting up in arms over things, both big and small. And and I find myself when I look at things more often than not, where I really get to a spot where I go, I'm offended. I am personally affronted by that. It's, It's maybe just the way that I'm personally wired. And if it's my failing, I'll own it on that. I'm not saying it's something that where everybody needs to come to my Everybody needs to come to my table on this one and see things as I look at it. But the thing that you will find with me, King Bomber, is I tend to be pretty consistent on this stuff. And um, it's not a great look, but it's also something that's not really going to impact much of the way I look at Jamal on whether I consider him to be with the team or not be with the team. It doesn't really register for me as a blip on my radar at that point. Um, again, is it how I would have responded? No. Is it... Is it is is it out of pocket sure but um it just doesn't i don't get too emotionally wound up on that stuff like i see some people do online with it when i see some of the reaction to it where people become like aghast by it and i just kind of feel myself shrugging now maybe i'm just a jaded ass old man who uh you know can't be rattled out of my out of my uh, what is the word i'm looking for Whatever it is, not a good word. Would be a good word of my, my reference myself on this one, but I just can't. It just, I just end up going, it raises an eyebrow and I just kind of shrug and go, yeah, whatever, you know. Um, Metcalf, going after Warner last week was 100% justified, but I can't with Adams, especially with the play you've been putting out on the field too. I get that, I get that. Totally understandable. Akirian <laughs> says, it's like players attacking people on the sideline for talking shit, uh, uncalled for. Absolutely uncalled for. I'm not saying I, I don't approve of it. I don't, I ain't saying like it's good that Jamal says I'll go low. Uh, it's not representing good on his character thing. It's just, it doesn't, it just doesn't move my needle much is all I'm saying. Daniel says they've got $5 Long Island iced teas too. Now that's a bit different because you can go, you can go with that well liquor on, on the Long Island and and you can literally feel yourself burning your liver out when you drink those drinks. They will get you messed up. That's the That's everything. Holy Lord, those are strong drinks. That was my go-to when I was 21. When I was first drinking, you know, when you're just, when you're young like that, you're like, let's get drunk. It's like, bring on the Long Islands. But you know that they're bringing out the, the well liquor that they had old granny fermenting in the back in potatoes when they're putting their, you ain't getting anything close to the top shelf on that. at $5. <laughs> David Busters is trying to put people out, man. Oh, Lord. Uh, Robert Jimenez, macho man reaction to the Seahawks win. I'll try. I've got to be a little quiet because I can't do macho man loud, Robert. my neighbors downstairs at 1230. um, You're doing macho man at 1230, huh? Thank you for that. Appreciate it. I'll tell you, brother, we got a win today. It was a good win. We came good with the win. We got the DK McKeith at the end and we got the victory gonna come back next week against the Tennessee Titans and oh yeah we're gonna take Tennessee Titans down underneath and we're gonna scrape them and pull them underneath the ground and we're gonna take them down (laughs) um Jack Wilson how you doing brother good to see you do mom or the reporter gets in your face and talks crap you fine do as you will but I don't really sit right with it especially when the reporter literally just said yikes to a terrible play I get it, man. I get it, King. I understand the standpoint of people that do get up in arms. It's just, it's for me in particular, it's a hard one to get up into. I just, I can't, I can't force it. You know, you feel it or you don't on that type of stuff. It's not a good look. I don't say that. I don't think it's a positive for Jamal. I don't think it's an indication of what a badass he is going after a man's wife. But, uh, you know, uh, Brian, can I do a Burgess Meredith? Maybe I could, maybe at some point, point. the voice is definitely starting to top out at this point. I could feel it. I do not do a good Joe Pesci, Lord Boom. I tried to do it. You motherfucker. That's all I can can do to Joe Pesci. You motherfucker. You know, I can do like that. Um, But uh, I've tried Joe Pesci. I can't quite land him. There's a couple that are just very evasive for me. Pesci's been one that's a hard one. Jack Nicholson is one I've been trying trying to get him right. He's a hard one to land as well. But sometimes the Seahawks victory's best on the back of a beautiful woman what I mean? I'd like to get a Jack Nicholson in at some point. And I'm trying the Pesci. I'm working on the Pesci too, but Pesci is, Pesh is tough. Definitely. What are you saying? Uh, Reek206, did it seem like there was a lot of false starts by the Eagles that weren't called? Uh, there was a couple of them. I don't know if it was egregious. I didn't have like a night of watching Lane Johnson do his false start kick thing all night. It didn't stand out to me necessarily, but there was maybe a couple of plays in there that I thought were interesting on that. Also, it was the strange call on Fant on the false start early on where Fant's just turning back to hear the play call and he's checking with the lineman, and they call that a false start. But it was a fine officiated game. Jack says, I think we're seeing some results of the continuity on that O-line. Very well, it could be Jack. Especially with Lucas maybe getting back now into, uh, into more of his, his feet underneath him, you know, uh, knocking off the rust. Cross as well with that. Health holding up maybe just a little bit better. Ball and Delta, we really have a young talent. We should focus on the young players now. I think they're going to still try to go for the wins, but uh, definitely got some great a great core young group here. Space is all you can eat wings? Sign me up. I know, man. I wouldn't stop. I'd be in the food coma too by the end of it, especially with the Long Island iced teas in combination. You're going to be on the toilet the next day for a good amount of time, but worth it? Ball and Delta, Brandon, do you think Drew Locke is fixable and capable of being QB1? I think he's, I think he's capable of being a QB one in this league in the right circumstances. I don't think he's the answer for us as QB one in the future. Uh, I don't mind rolling with him over the next couple of games, but uh, I don't think our QB one of the future really necessarily resides on this roster as it stands right now, though Drew or Gino. Um, But he was fine in this game. I, I don't want to overstate of him being, you know, he wasn't to me, for instance, Gino's performance against. The uh, Cowboys on the road a couple weeks ago was much more impressive than what Drew Locke did in this game. I love the final drive and all that, but that would be my stance on that a little bit. King says, yeah, I'm with the idea that it's gotten softer. I personally don't care for much either, but attacking their wives has been much for me. I get it. And like I said, I'm not not deriding anybody that feels that way with it. I just, I don't personally get there with it. But I'm also this way about a lot of stuff. I often get presented with stuff people ask me about of, doesn't this get you just, you know, so mad about what this guy did with it? And it's most of the time in those kind of things that are under this horse of this kind of color, I just tend to, it just doesn't tend to move me much where I go, yeah, I, it's, it's not great, but it doesn't, it's not that big of a deal either. It's a tweet, you know, guy said something online, you know what I mean? Kim says, anyway, he's probably not gonna be on the team next year anyway. There you go. Exactly. Red Ace says things get blown up when you're losing, referring to Adam's situation. Seems more of a lack of awareness, kind of like when he's in zone. <laughs> you brought that one back around, Red Ace. Well done. <laughs> well done. Daniel says, I have a feeling that play caller on defense changes throughout the game and the drives that our defense is looking like trash, 20 yards off the ball, soft zone coverages when Pete has taken over. Possible. Possible. Robert says, tequila is my drink of choice in my 20s, but I can't stand the smell of it. That's what happens to you when you go too hard on it in your 20s. Uh, I get a little bit of like that with, uh, I can sometimes have that with whiskey. I didn't overdo tequila you know it's one of those ones you take out every once in a while you got to be careful with tequilas they say that's the lsd of alcohol but uh it'll take you on some wild rides if you're not careful i still love me though a margarita all day long with the margaritas i'll even do the salt around the rim you can laugh at me you can laugh at me i'm over here getting the nice buzz while you laugh okay nice salt around your rim fucko uh, Daniel says, notice that they drove on us with ease on the first two Eagle drives of each half. I could see Pete saying, I'm going to call the defense to start us out. <laughs> it's possible, man. Burn two, eight, eight, three says, run the table. Let's do this. Why not? Why not us? Robert Hemenez is one of my favorite. Jack Nicholson Lions was in a few good band. You can't handle the truth. Oh, I love that. That's another one of the great monologues, one of the great scenes, of course, in cinema history. Crew's doing his best to match Nicholson's energy, but Nicholson absolutely putting on a master class session in acting at that point, you know? Who's going to do it? You. You. Weizenbaum. Son, we live in a world, and those worlds got to be men with guns. Who's going to do it? You. You. Yeah, I can't do get a jack. Even this late hour, my voice is starting to burn, so. But great speech. And someday I'll get Jack down. He's tough, but I'll get him. Jack says, the wife wants my attention, but all I got to say is, heck yeah, celebration tonight. I'll see you later to hope. I see you later, bro. Hope you enjoyed the victory. Loving the victory tonight, Jack. Savoring the flavor of it. It's been four weeks since we've had one of these, so you better, I'm going to enjoy this. And uh, it feels good. Feels good. It was a fun game too. Great end. (laughs) Love seeing it, man. Tell your wife, uh, thank you for letting you borrow for a little while. We'll let you back. We'll be back tomorrow on a post-game discussion with Brendan on this game. Jimmy, do you think it's confidence that both Jody Allen's teams are struggling? Uh, Jimmy says, do you think it's coincidence that both of Jody Allen's teams are struggling at this moment in time? Hard to say, Jimmy. Hard to say. You know, I, I, it is tough there with that. I, I think when I look at the Portland and Blazers and I look at the move that they got for uh, Damian Lillard, for instance, That seems to be a pretty good move. That seems to be a sign of smartly waiting until the right time to move Lillard as opposed to when he was even asking for potentially a trade like last year. You kind of waited for the right time on that one. Like kind of we waited for the right time on the Russell Wilson deal. Instead of trying to move him too early, too fast, we chose the right moment in time to do it. Um, It could be emblematic of the fact that it's Jody's and her owning the team and not necessarily truly signing up to own it long term and that you're missing a bit of guidance. There could be a part of it. I'm told by a lot of people, Jimmy, in the background that even know potentially Jody personally, that she's invested in this team, that she cares, that the uh, narrative out there that, that she's sort of hands off or just looking to the sale is not accurate. I'll take them at their word on that. And uh, if that's the case, then um, she, that's not necessarily the part of it. It is just a coincidence. But I will give you this. It's hard to, uh, hard to say for sure. Alexander Matthews says, Slim Jim Brandon. new Slim Jim! Radu, if you don't mind me asking, what was your job before YouTube? My guess, maybe trades. No, 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 no. Um, my history goes back uh, to uh, technical. So uh, I've done just about everything that you can imagine in the technical world. I, I had a good four or five year period there where I was contracting with Microsoft for a while. Uh, my title, I guess, at Microsoft would have been software test engineer level four, which, you know. Is a, is, is a fancy title, but it's not all that all-consuming of a job. Um, but I've done IT management for small businesses. Um, I've done online SEO marketing work and site website work for companies. So anything under the book from an IT standpoint that you can imagine, I've, uh, I've done it. I've still got a couple of little side gigs that are real small gigs I still do uh, as I've transitioned to the YouTube realm things. So still do just a little bit of that but uh it background for me on that radu that's my that's where i come from which thankfully came in handy because i finally solved this stupid microphone problem i've been having for the last week and a half i went into a dark seventh level of hell in dante's inferno to figure out the fix on this one i was in reg edits last night running scripts it was dark it was dark Jack, call me heartless, but I don't care what players say unless it's affects play time. As long as you're good, who cares? That's where I'm kind of bad too, Jack. Maybe it's a, a, a personal failing within this, but you know, if you're kind of wired that way, you're wired that way. And uh, it takes a lot for me to, to really get me to get two up in arms or a at much of anything. <laughs> yep, yeah, and water hose water was excellent back then. Uh, nothing like taking a good drink from the hose back in the day. Definitely can't do that now. Daniel says, I get what you uh, guys were saying about Adams, but I mean, did you, I mean, did you see the reporter's wife? Yikes. Before y'all you get your panties in a bunch as a joke. Yeah, I actually thought too, it's even kind of the stupid part of the joke is that she's actually not, She's pretty nice looking actually. So, I don't know. Didn't really work much as a joke from Jamal's standpoint. either. didn't even land in that way, you know, and make that joke and make it funny at least. But I'm like, well, she's of attractive girl what are we doing what what are you talking about here alex says Does, did they stop using frank clark or what the heck happened to him frank clark was out there in this game but they have minimized his snaps he has been an, an a deactivated player uh in seattle here at times this year so um in in the last couple of weeks as well i think they're trying to dial back his snaps and understanding he's not bringing a lot to, to the play when you're putting him out on the field
1: I think he did play in this game, Brandon. I think I saw him on the field on a couple of snaps.
0: DVD, forever Oh wow. while. Look at what a run game does for you and not giving up on it after a loss. Let's go. Just join. How you doing, DVD? It's good to see you, man. And And certainly today, the running game got going today you know i was asked um a great question on if the hawks were able to get make a a playoff run on what it would take um what would be the two offensive players that would have to play outstanding football in order to get yourself to the playoffs and i felt like it was going to be the uh, you know walker that is the running back and the whoever the quarterback was going to be in starting and those were going to be what was really going to decide whether or not you could get there from the offensive side of the ball perspective of things and um I think Walker showed you that today in his dynamic level of impact that he brought to the football field. But to your point as well, DVD, to the commitment that they stayed with it, especially DVD as you got into the third quarter and you stayed you stayed on it. You didn't, you didn't turn away for no particular reason away from what was working. Instead, you stayed on it until you forced the Eagles to stop you with it. And uh, that's been a great change of pace in this game from what we've seen in some of these other games where uh, it's been hard sledding when it comes to the running game. And then when you've had, had some good, good rushing attempts, you will just kind of inexplicably go away from it. And space, yeah, Frank Clark's definitely not long for the Hawk world. Uh, Dan Bailey says, Williams didn't get any sacks this game, but looked very disruptive. I really hope we retain him. Me too, Daniel. He's been outstanding for us, in my opinion. He's been everything we thought we were going to get. We weren't getting a top five defensive tackle in this sport, but you're getting a damn fine player and much better than anything else that you have on that defensive line, even with how well Jaron Reeds played for you this year. And uh, I hope he becomes the high priority free agent. I imagine he will be, and uh, it will be money well spent. He's a good player. Right, you says, can't get mad at the conservative run game. I feel like we needed that to stay, at, uh, to stay a two-sided offense. I don't mind it either. I do, especially when you're having success with it. Certainly like the commitment when you've got the success there that bears it out for you to do it. And to your point, then that at least keeps those pass rushers and maybe a little bit more having to play it straight up. They can't just run like a bat out of hell off the snap every time trying to get to the QB. Fallen Delta says, I've been a fan of the channel for a while. Brandon today, I feel more alive after the W I decided to become a patron let's go hey fallen delta thank you for doing that man i really 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 appreciate that the support i get on this channel is absolutely i think second to none bang for buck for the amount of subs i get the amount of support i get and the love i get is absolutely insane in a great way um and i can't i could never have asked for more from my local community in that way and that now includes yourself on that so thank you for your long time support of the channel being a sub of the channel and now becoming a patron of the channel an eye on that patron i'm going to be continually expanding these benefits as we've really been able to, to build that further and more so uh keep an eye out tomorrow i'll be getting the uh pff scores out to you guys on the patron side of it and on thursday we'll be doing the members only patrons only stream as well thursday night football and we will continue to be getting more and more shows as we go into this off season over on the membership side of it so uh, if you want to become a member now is a really great time to do so as well folks We are reopening back up the Discord server. It's been opened up up until this point. I just haven't thrown out any invites into the server. You can find that down in the description link section of this video below, where if uh, you want to look to get added onto the Discord server, that's a clean, easy way to be had on in order to get that done. Uh, But thank you, man. Appreciate you following Delta for that. Uh, You're helping me out and be able to continue to do this channel, do it throughout the offseason, do it full time at that. Not have to go back to that stinking IT stuff. Don't have to crawl, a while, crawl around in wires, lace cords through things. No more of that. BB says, do we put Jamal Adams on the IR for the rest of the year? I think that there's maybe not some. There's there's really not an upside to putting him on the IR for the rest of the year. Absent, you're trying to get him to a clean medical evaluation this offseason so that you can release him. Um, you can get his his physical. He gets a clean bill of health, and you can move on. And there's not any problems financially in doing that. Um. But as well, it's also nice to have this guy as an insurance policy. What if you have an injury to, Jul- to Julian Love? You know, what if Kobe Bryant goes down then? Having the ability to call back on this guy, there's not really the gain. to, to you, don't, you don't have to make the call of IR. You can just inactivate him while still then having the ability to call upon him if you need to do so. So um, I don't think they'll IR him. I don't think I'll lie him. Brandis is crazy. This win has catapulted the sentiment of so many fans in a positive direction. Definitely an awesome win. I think people people are definitely looking at this point, Brandon, for something to feel good about with this team. It's been real darkness in a lot of this season. And certainly in this four-game stretch, it's been extra dark. It's been black hole dark. But it's great to see people feeling good about this win and enjoying it. And uh, let's see if the team, as they're still fighting, as they're still in it. You never know where these years can end up and how they go. And it's a long season for that reason. Got to keep tuned in in that way. Daniel says Walker uh, was a dog out there. As always, he earns the nickname Canine. He kept us in the game to keep our offense clicking and making something out of nothing more than a handful of times. As I always say with this, Daniel, just in tandem with your comment on this, look out for Charbonnet and Walker if you actually get consistent run blocking up in front with these guys. We've seen this year what they've been able to do from a dynamic aspect when you've not been able to provide those holes for them what happens when those holes start to be there on the ready? What happens instead of Walker being under duress and having penetration in the backfield where he's getting bounced three yards in the backfield by the defender who's coming clean, instead he's looking at a Cadillac-sized hole that he gets to run through full speed, get up to full speed and cook that safety who's trying to get down and run that alleyway and take him off his feet. I, love, I hope we're going to get to see it. You'll see the talent then fully maximized at that point. You'll see what dynamic talents both Walker and Charbonnet truly are at that point. But first and foremost, it's going to take a commitment to building up that proper offensive line. Mr. Kane, good night. Thank you for reminding me as well. Please do hit the like button on that. You sleep well, and thank you for all your great work out there in the stadium tonight. Robert says, Diggs plays a good game, but I think Julian Love deserves to start from this point forward. Also, I hope Witherspoon can play for the stretch run. Well, good news is we should be getting Witherspoon back. The hit. pointer shouldn't be holding him out for too long which is gonna be very helpful for us. And yeah, Julian Love's got to start over at least Jamal at this point, Robert. Well said. Red Aces bus boys, Bobby Bechet. Bobby Bechet. I'm Bobby Bechet. Space says, did you see those flat screens that look like a picture? I almost went that route. They're getting cooler and cooler, man. One of these days I'm gonna spring for one too. I'm definitely due to, I don't technically have a TV right now, so I probably should get one. Maybe those will be a good one to go get. Kieran says, uh, you don't have to give uh, up on a playoff runs. If you did, you never gotten the beast quake, arguably one of the best moments in Seattle, Seattle sports and NFL history. You okay to win the games? I'm good with it too, Kieran. Great point on that. And uh, that was a win you could say that helped to start to get the buy-in process happening with Coach Carroll. A win like that, not only being a great, you know, uh, hallmark moment of this team and, and certainly a signature of, of beast, beast mode, but also one of those moments that you look at it and you go and you say, that that also helped to get you to those super bowl wins no kitty don't go to all the courts okay please thank you same thing spaces i think they're samsung i'll check them out man i might be having to still get a computer here so that might be my first purchase but i've been thinking about getting a tv my little laptop screen i watch the game on is kinda of small Brandon says, "Absolutely, been waiting for that to headed Walker Charbonnet monster with a solid O line. Both backs can get f, both backs can f and get it. Man, I just hope Walker can stay healthy. Me too, and I hope they can get him that offensive line." King says, "Great screens, even if four and five yards, it was keeping the linebackers off the line of scrimmage and opening the run game. It was. It takes that commitment to it, but I saw the same thing, King Bomber, leaning into it just enough to keep them honest, and that's all you got to do. It much like with the blitz game, it ain't about having to dial it up 100 percent of the time. It's about." Keeping the opposition honest in their approach, not letting them kind of cheat one way or the other. Bomber Lucas did play, and I think he did finish the game. Space, I have an extra TV if you want one, Brandon. Oh, I'm all good right now. I'll definitely get one. I appreciate the offer, but uh, I just got to be, I just got to not be lazy and go out there and get one. There's plenty out there at good prices. I've just been kind of waiting for whatever reason. Like Rand says, there's four T, 4K TVs out there they are cheap now, especially after Christmas. I never, all the prices always tend to go down. That Black Friday stuff's not right. It's actually after Christmas. You got to go. That's when those prices go down. Uh, space, I'll give you the wall hanger too. You're very kind for offering on that, man. I couldn't do that to you. I couldn't take off your TV off your hands on that one. The other problem is I got to figure out a place to put it. I still got my green screen up behind me that I haven't utilized at all, so I can't put it on that wall. I'd have to put it like over here find some way to make it happen. My, you guys would laugh your ass off if you saw my living room. By the way, you would laugh your ass off. Definitely, only a bachelor could get away with this. That's all I'll say about it. Spaces I have four. Oh wow, you're rolling on that. I might hit you up eventually on that space. We'll see if I can find one. I might. I gotta go check out this flat thing. One thing you say because that sounds more up my alley. Because then I could just set that up somewhere and kind of it doesn't take as much space up. You know. Hearing says the Beastquake run and play can still get me hyped as F a decade later. It's The best all-time run in NFL history. Um, I, I, there's a lot of great runs in history of the NFL. That one beats anybody else. There's no run where you're going to have every component of, of a running back being asked to do something like he was on that play. And um, I'll, I'll go to my grave unless I see some other run that stands out better or extra than that than saying that was the best I've ever seen. Uh, the, the, he, he, he almost broke every... Every defender's tackle on the play. Every defender had a shot at him. It felt like just about on that play. And uh, he got it through it all. And it took him being creative in his decision-making. It took him being beastly. It took him being quick at times. It took him being uh, elusive. Um, It all went together on that play. DVD forever be which quarterback will we take if he's there at pick 18? I wanted Jaden Daniels, but what about you? If I'm pressed to pick with a quarterback with the first pick in the first round, DVD as you're asking, um, and, and removing the second, third round out of consideration, just merely operating from a standpoint of saying, okay, who's the first round of quarterback you would take where you're picking? We obviously got to remove Drake May and Caleb, so it really does come down to Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, maybe a Spencer Rattler if he starts getting hyped up a little bit in this post-draft process. I would go with your guy, Jaden Daniels. I, I like Michael Penix's upside. I like what he could potentially get done instantaneously for you at the position. if you but you don't have the right offensive line in place to get that out of Penix. Jaden can cover up some problems on your offensive line with his mobility and his escapability, um, and I like how he has developed. So I would probably go to him above, um, above Michael at that point. Brandon base quake will always be a triumphant moment in Seattle's history. Boy, will it ever. Boy, will it ever. do it. I'm serious. It's pretty easy. I'll check it out space. I will for sure. I'll hit you up on the next stream. If I, maybe if I decide you to send me one, I'll maybe I'll, I'll try to twist your arm and send me one. <laughs> Alexander says, yeah, a lot of nails and a few hammers. Brian, uh, Barry Sanders has the next best run versus Chicago. And then Bo Jackson's run versus uh, 87, 88. I also like the Walter Payton versus Kansas city. Though that's one that's also got a lot of, I mean, that's that's got a lot of those factors in place too with the quickness and the power. And um, I'm I'm a big fan of that. That one as well. The kid with the Arizona a couple years ago, that big back they had had a hell of a run at 1.2. Brian wilson Penix is a pure pocket guy, not our style of quarterback yet. yet. That's where I stand in as well. Not the guy we would use in this offense yet for the way we've got the offensive set. He's got to go to the right conditions for as far as the scheme that he's utilizing and the offensive line in place to protect him. If he gets that, Panics can light it up right from day one in your offense in the NFL. But if you put up less than good parts around him on that other side of it, then there's a good chance you get him broken or and in addition that he fails. Red A solo gunner 20s, put the team on my back, video is legendary. Generation Defining. I'll check that out. No twisting retired or twist dies, Laughing out loud. I always get it. When I got to hang something, man, I'm not one of those guys that that's my wheelhouse. I got to hang something or I got to fix something. I, I do. That's, that is definitely, uh, confidence is going to be shaken. Though OLED is nice, this flag. I'll check it out. I mean, that's going to be my purchase on it. Roberts says, as much as I despise Oregon, I would pick Bo Nix. I like Bo Nix. I don't have any problem if he ends up being the selection. I do think he's more probably a second-round guy, but he could creep into first-round discussion, uh, much like you saw with Pickett when he started out the process of being looked at as a second-round guy, but ended up in the first round. Has so many starts at the college level. Played his best ball at the end. Seemed to kind of turn it up a notch. That might bring somebody into that point of bringing him up in the first round. But I'd, I'd be hesitant with Nix. I think he is more of a second-round guy. I do like him, though, Robert. Brandon says, uh, Brandon, you're awesome as always. Thanks for the platform, Russ 12s. Guess I'll call it a night. Here on the East Coast, it's almost four in the morning. Four in the morning. Thanks, man, again. Go Hawks, baby. Hey, go Hawks, Brandon. And thank you, man, for the great discussion, as always, as well from your side of things. Appreciate you. Brian Wilson, Eric, Dickinson, Eric Dickerson versus the St. Louis Cardinals. I'll have to go back and watch that. Let me a Dickerson's run Brian or him out in the open field Running, running 60 yards straight up the field where he's just hit that, that's, that sixth gear that he had and he was gone. Alexander says, Brandon, you don't own a TV? I watch all my stuff on a computer monitor. I know, isn't it sad? But part of it's just the way my, my living room has been set up. Because the living room is completely dominated by this setup. Like I am, this desk is in the center of my living room right now. You barely can even get my couch into the room. It is the ultimate bachelor look. <laughs> The ultimate bachelor like Brian says Bo Nix is probably the pro coach's choice. Probably. He's going to have a lot of coaches that, that's why I think he could creep in that first round discussion is I, I could see a coach falling in love with Bro Nix. The mobility, the the ability to play on script. I've kind of thought a little bit of like, even like a Niners looking for a good backup option to Purdy having, you know, Bo Nix waiting in the wings wouldn't be the worst of ideas for them. Daniel, how would you grade our defense overall in this game on your first impression? i give them a B. I, I don't think that they played as good as the final score indicated, if that makes sense. I mean, you hold the team to 17 points, you say, man, that was kind of maybe close to a pretty elite defensive effort in what you're bringing. I didn't feel like that to me on the other side of it. You didn't generate a lot of pressure. Um, the tackling was a little bit better. You did good and stopped. You did better than you've done recently stopping the run game, but they still ran for 180 yards. Um, it's a step in the right direction defensively than what we've seen in recent weeks. I will say that, but it would be probably just a B in my outlook. DVD, I'm fine with Knicks too. Great throw on the run. Yeah, he can throw on the run. He can play on script. He's going to go out there, DVD and run a four five. He's going to run a Russell Wilson like speeded time, but he's going to do it on a six foot two plus frame and good, you know, good weight on him as well. So, uh, he's, he's a fun player. The only questions with him are a little bit of, can he do the off script stuff? Can he improvise? Does it have to all be A, B, C, D, E for him? You know, Mariah uh, Benavides, no hate, but the Seahawks are not making the playoffs. No hate taken on that Mariah. And uh, you know, we've got to earn our way into there. We just got back to 500 tonight. You know, we, we have only a couple of real quality wins on the season. So uh, questioning and wondering about whether this team can get it done here going through this year is valid. Valid, Maria. <laughs> Spaces it was between the OLD or the Sony. Sony's always a good choice. Doodle Bob, I'd like to draft some O-line help and hopefully J.J. McCarthy if he falls to the third. I'd be okay with J.J. in the third. I got him with a fourth round grade, but if you took him in the third round, that'd be okay. I got to get warmed up, Doodle Bob, on J.J. McCarthy. He's one guy that does get mentioned a decent amount that I haven't, in watching the tape, quite been able to get there yet with him. You know? I can see some of the good parts in his game, but I haven't been able to get fully signed up for the uh, McCarthy experience. Or boom, Mike Minnesota Vikings need a quarterback. Looks like they like the same guy as us, Daniels. See that? Panasonic made some great flat screens. Check those out. Check those out. Never know. Uh, all right, let's get the last couple of questions on in here tonight as we uh, kind of start to put a bell on this, button on this. One more thanks again to the sponsor of the show, Underdog Fantasy. Uh, Underdog Fantasy is going to be sponsoring the show throughout the rest of the season and into this offseason. Uh, they've been kind enough to do so here on the Hawks Nest this year. You guys have done a great job of utilizing it. Click that link at the top of the description section below. They'll match up to 100% of your first deposit up to $100. So $100 on me and you help the Hawks Nest out. Maybe you're out of that fantasy this year. Maybe you found yourself at this point. Uh, Looking on the outside and you're out of the playoffs. Well, you can still get in the weekly fantasy contest, pick a fresh team still every week is the last couple weeks of the season. Spice up your NFL Sundays a little bit more. They're giving away $200,000 a week through the rest of the season. You can use my code right now and get matched up to $100 of your first deposit. Thank you, Underdog Fantasy, for sponsoring the show. A couple of other notes that are very important here that I want to let you know of as we kind of wrap this up here today. Uh, I will be on my uh, Twitch channel more and more. You're going to find me this offseason building that up a little bit more. I'm going to be gaming. We're going to be doing some of the stuff that we broadcast openly We broadcast over there on twitch but uh please do as you can click down the description section below it's the sea nest on twitch you can get subbed up over there and be part of what i'm going to continue to expand and grow on over there as well as the uh, discord channel is now reback opened up so if you click down the discord there's an invite link down there here in the description section below you can get right over there to the discord channel we'll be chopping it up a little bit more over there i'm going to try to spend some time as i can over there but mainly to kind of get the community fostered over there and have that as another outlet in place that we can kind of go to and utilize has often been uh, requested of me. So we're ever expanding here, we're ever ever getting up more and more. Uh, I will be posting again into a description link section of the Bleacher Report show we did as this game wrapped up tonight. If you're looking for a quick little half hour breakdown, as I know these long-winded three and a half hour, four hour sessions can sometimes be a bit much for some. Doodle Bob, who would you take with our first round pick? to bob i'm certainly driven more beyond anything to be a value-based guy in my assessment of the draft being that wherever my pick comes up in the first round second round third round i want to take the, the best value on the board who's the highest guy i have on my board and in taking that approach due to bob that takes me a little bit away from predetermining i'm going for this position or i'm going for that guy however in in the name of answering your question with honesty I would like to maybe look at one of these offensive linemen, interior offensive linemen that could be there at that point. Maybe you trade back in the first round to go get one of them. But three of the guys that have really caught my fancy, Cooper Bebe, Graham Barton, Tony uh, Fontanu of uh, the UW. All three of these guys can play some tackle, but they look to be having a pro career where they'll be lined in at left guard. And that, le- that seems to be where you're going to be able to find some success with those guys uh, in their future. And that's a big need for us, I think, right now. Uh, Maria, is Gino playing next week? Hard to say on that. It was a game time decision this week and those groin injuries can tend to be ones that take a little bit of time, Maria, to to try to figure out. Some are more harsher than others. The set timeline is always not the same for each individual player on that. DVD says, Hal has been great with all the sacks included. Yeah, I think Sam Hal's done a good job. Very good job. Robert of the Seahawks missed the playoffs because of being swept by the Rams. That would be a total bummer. Yes, it would hurt. Hurt. Alex Smith Panasonic used to make good TVs in general, one of the top TV brands back then and good microwaves. Yeah, maybe not in the same place they once were with it. Hannah Boy, do you think Jalen Hurts might have hit his ceiling and that the quarterback you see is the final product? Kind of. I think the quarterbacks are always going to get better with time. Um the more, especially if they're allowed to start year in and year out, you know, you take a 28, 29 year old Jalen Hurts, he's going to have some more upside to his game from a throwing standpoint and processing standpoint on the field versus this Hurts right now. That's still growing in that part of his game. Um, I, I didn't like the fact that they gave him the contract extension. I thought that that was a year early from Philadelphia standpoint. And I think that they were doing that and making the same mistake in a lot of ways of what they did with Carson wins. It's not that Hurts isn't a good player. Uh, he is a good player. But he's also the culmination of the supporting cast he has around him. Devontae Smith, Brown, a, a top-notch offensive line from stem to stern. Dynamic playmakers in the backfield throughout his time there. Um, that, is, that is what's helped him to really excel there. He's done his part in addition to that, but he's, not, he's got limitations as a thrower of the football. And when you start paying those guys 50 $55, 60000000 million, you start to have to look at all of their deficiencies in addition to the benefits they bring to the field as well. So I think that Hertz has in a lot of ways topped out. I don't think that that makes him a bad player or a guy that can't take you to the Super Bowl, but it does mean that it's going to be relying on supporting parts and he's not going to be one of these supermen quarterback that go out and, you know, throw for 4,800 yards in a season and can put the team on their back. He's not going to be that kind of player. Brian says, Pete equals playoffs. It's going to be hard-pressed to find another old-school kind of coach with the moxie and cachet Pete has that will ensure continued success. It is. I, I don't think it's it's impossible, uh, and it's it's going to be a tough process. To your point, but I think it's certainly is a, a pathway. We might be willing. I'd be willing potentially to go, but we'll see how the season plays out. You know, Maria says I'm a Rams fan. I'm just here because I'm bored. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, Maria. <laughs> and the Vikings do have a tough schedule. It does look like uh, maybe both the Rams and the Hawks end up with it. You know, end up winning the game. You never know. Val Ramos says, great take, great take on Hurts. Thank you, Val. Always try to find a little bit of the nuance on it, you know, where you're not trying to completely shade the guy, but just put the, put the player in the right perspective of who they really are and what they are. Um, and, uh, you know, Hurts is a real self-made player in so many respects, but it will always be a place that with a quarterback, I'm, you're always going to get me a little bit hesitant with them when I can see there's some deficiency in the arm talent aspect. There are some NFL throws that they struggle with. There's a lot you got to do from an NFL standpoint. It's not just having the great arm, but when that is limiting to you, that's going to then limit a playbook a little bit. And that's, will put me in a bit of a different perspective. Again, just when you look at it through the emblem of, you're going to ask that guy to be paid $55 million a year. You're going to ask that guy to be be paid double, uh, sometimes more than double that of the next guy on the roster beneath him. He's got to be able to to earn that kind of money to be asking that much on the other end of it. All right. Well, we, uh, we've uh we hit the end of the line here on this one. I want to thank you guys for watching today. Please hit that like button if you could out the door. Please get subbed up like Francie Dickinson has as well. As we're trying to get to that 15,000 subscriber mark. We're right on mark. We're right in line to get there. But you can help us fully land this up by getting subbed up today. Thank you again to sponsor of the show, Underdog Fantasy, and The Bleacher Report for having me out there over there on their app today for some post-game discussion. I will post that down in the uh, just in down in the comment section here after this video tonight. So you can clip that's quick half hour breakdown of the game, just a quick summation if you're looking for that. I thank you guys for watching tonight. It's good to get a win against a tough team this year and maybe take back and bring back a little bit of hope to the season for whatever that's worth. Hawks are going to have to go on a run now. You got to take all three of these games down to get in the playoffs. But if they do that, then they've certainly earned their way in at 10 and 7. They've gotten the job done and then once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen, especially if we come to find that team playing its best football at the end of the season as they enter into that playoffs, rather than getting into the playoffs like we did last year, sort of kind of, we were were limping in. We had a lot of injuries. We were barely holding it together. Maybe not necessarily going to be the case this year in how we look if we get into the playoffs this season. Maybe a bit of a different, different flavor we're able to bring. I thank you guys for some awesome discussion and talk and some different places we can go on here. And even that we can still, again, always have the respectful discussion, even in disagreement. I thank you to the fans who came in here from Eagle fans coming in to Niner fans coming in here, even to Maria, you coming in here. Um, coming in and being respectful is always when, they, when you folks do come in and that um, it's always welcome having those different perspectives coming in and views and we definitely do value it here. I value it here at the Hawks Nest as uh, it, def- it widens the perspective. And when you get your widened perspective, you're more intelligently uh, understanding the situation, I think, and truly believe that. I thank you guys. I love you guys. It was a hell of a game. We got ourselves a win. Season's back, back on board a little bit here for a while, and hopefully we can bring continue this to bring this home. Now it's going to be a fun to watch this play out. It's been a great ride with you guys this year, in the ups and the downs. No matter what, it's been an awesome every step to experience it with you guys. At the same time, I love you. I appreciate you guys. We'll be back tomorrow with the BMB show to do the breakdown of this game and chop it up uh, and chop it up nicely. But until that time, I hope I don't have to remind you, but I'm going to do it anyway. We're back in line for maybe the playoffs here, baby. Don't you ever forget. Don't you ever forget. Go Hawks.